Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. This is Justin, and today uh, you're about to experience a truly double episode of Trek Off. In that, we recorded two episodes of Trek Off in two separate weeks, and then I got really busy and didn't have time to edit them together and put them out. Um, given that The Last Jedi this is being released on uh, December 10th, given that The Last Jedi comes out on December 14th, um, we're really not going to get a chance to uh, release these two episodes and then also The Last Jedi uh episode that was going to come out the night of The Last Jedi. So first of all, uh, on Thursday, um, the 14th, a really late night, uh, you're going to hear our initial reactions to The Last Jedi. Um, so uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, which comes out uh, uh, just a few days. Um, so uh, you're going to hear that. But because we have these two uh, in the can and they're kind of like from before that, um, I'm just going to put them both out uh, right here in this episode. So you'll hear one episode end and the next one will just come immediately after. Um, so I can't wait for you to hear these two great episodes of Trek Off. Um, uh, it's kind of fun. All right. Uh, here we go. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And blah, blah. Um, I always wonder, like, well, should we just like do a whole episode sometime where it's just like, I don't know. Like I always wonder people would listen. Like I think, I think there, I think there are probably critics of our show who would say that that's what we do. That's what we sound like already. I mean, I mean, (laughs) certainly critics of our film have pretty much said that. We should, go, we should read all of the bad reviews. Uh, no, that, there have been no. some good ones, but there's my heart my fi- can't take it. Like, you know, for I an say- actor, I am surprisingly thin-skinned. Like, and it's not like <clears throat> in a way where I'm like petty or wish to get revenge. Like, I mean, like in a way where like I have to spend a day alone with like a bottle of vodka, crying into it, saying nobody loves me. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, d- then like don't, not in the- thin-skinned in like an offensive way. You know, because there's like two kinds of thin-skinned. There's the thin-skinned person that's just like. And then there's a thin-skinned person that like retaliates and is really shitty back. So I'm not that second one, but like <laughs> for an actor who like your whole fucking career pretty much it's like rejection after. Well, let rejection. me say this: don't I, I'm not don't look it up. That. Don't look it up. <laughs> uh, except my favorite bad review, my favorite one-star review that anybody left was, and I quote, "Was not ready for this." That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> See, that doesn't hurt. That's just like, it's like, like, like we broke like, their okay, brain, yeah, and enough. they're just like, I, 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 uh, and like they're like still at home right now, like rocking back and forth. Yeah. Like, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I, I could see how somebody would watch the Trek off movie and go, "Was not ready for this." Yeah, and like I, could, I could see that too, where they were just like, uh, 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 
Yeah. That's, yeah, you no. know, that's fair. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't need any more of that, but uh, <laughs> I like it. I watched I mean, yeah, it recently. It's, it's, it's a very, yeah, you've, you've got a, um, I, do you ever, do you ever watch it? Do you ever watch, do you ever watch our movie? Like I, I pop it in from time to time. Like I really I do. Mean, I, I, still- I do actually. Um, it's <laughs> unlike you. I mean, like, yeah, and I've got so much self-hate. Uh, most <laughs> actors do, don't we? I mean. Isn't it like the quintessential? They love me. They really love me. Like, um, but I I hate the watching myself. I hate listening to myself. <laughs> like, but um, there are enough interesting not me things going on uh, in that I can watch it sometimes and um, and still enjoy it. And I don't. Yeah. I, I don't, it doesn't occur to me as as brain breaking, but. Um, yeah, but can you imagine someone who is like, who who is like, oh, this is a nice little Star Trek documentary, right? <laughs> or, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Like where it's just true, but your perception going, of what it's gonna be is like, would be like, oh my gosh, like oh dear lord, like <laughs> like yeah, just totally. Because you know what, I um, I almost feel like um, sometimes in like conversation with random individuals, uh, the exact same thing happens, like huh. like I'll like people I'll talk just, to you and they're like, was not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> definitely like i think that's for sure yeah. like mr a is convinced that everybody loves me and how could anybody not think i'm awesome so he's you know the best husband um but like i'm like babe um lots of people i think you know what i mean where they're just like uh, she's just a lot you know um and i because i think recently like at the clifton film celebration um there actually some people from our community came uh which is rare for where we live uh and they tend to be a uh, generally speaking they tend to be an older crowd um, uh-huh. and like <clears throat> there were some people that i was like talking to and then i mentioned and we sort of got on the star trek uh tangentially right and i'm like oh fellow you know trekkers and they like watched it like growing up like when it aired which how fucking cool is that? Like, yeah, that's such a great conversation. Like, I'm like, wow, what was that like? Yeah, you know, because I know that with I Next watched Gen. it. Like, we we watched we did that with Next Gen though. There are people now who are like, you know, like, wow, you're old. How did you do that? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, Next Gen was 30 years ago, dude. It came out 30 Jesus. years ago. You're right. 30 30 years ago, man. Yeah, that shit blows my mind. Like, I don't yeah. know what to do with it sometimes. Um, but like, it's to me, well, and. But still, I think like TV and and things like there was a lot of access. It's not sure. the same. Do you know what I mean? In a way, and and unlike Next Gen, which had a you know pretty damn good following, right? Like it was popular. Uh, the original series was groundbreaking for sure, uh, but it struggled. You know, sure, like, yeah. It wasn't like everybody was talking about it. Yeah, no, it was canceled it was after thing. its second season. They had to beg for another one. So yeah, totally. You know, so just hearing somebody talk about their experience um, at that time in our country, uh, it, it it's so inter- I was so interesting. And at some point, I uh, I mentioned our our podcast um, and that it's filthy, uh, and there's just like a look that happens, like how does that even work? Oh, 
Well, I love, I, I love, occasionally people will go like, yeah, well, I'm sure I, I'm sure I can handle it. You get, you get the, <laughs> and then they come back and they're like, yeah, well, we listened to it like a second of it. Oh, no, yeah. It was we were kind of done after that. <laughs> it sounds kind of right. I can handle it. Oh, and then you get the other kind of person though, that like, again, this was another person like from like my community who's a bit older, not quite as old, but a bit older than me. Um, and like, seemed to think it was like delightful like all of my cursing and just generally you know um i don't know outrageous me oh we should bring that back totally outrageous i love yes oh we're gonna talk about gem again (laughs) do we have to just no the real gem gem okay i don't acknowledge whatever the fuck it is you're talking about right now no i mean gem at all i feel like i feel like we've we've yeah, you know, we've we've said all that needs to be said about it. I think Jem, you know, had enough discussion on a Star Trek podcast. I, you know, agreed. Be- I'm just saying, I think we should bring back totally outrageous because <laughs> like, it's good. <laughs> oh, well, if you first of all, I assume you mean truly outrageous, right? Oh well, because totally was another thing we did a lot. In- truly, in- truly, truly <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> yeah, no, but like totally. I'm just saying that was another Jem- thing. Jem- that yeah, was- the, the lyricists are writing the theme song to Jem, and they're going, Jem, she's truly outrageous. I need six syllables. No, uh, truly, 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 really. <laughs> I was, I was so. It's, I was just know, saying we should bring back atheisms in general. Totally uh, outrageous. So for those tubular. of you in the future listening to us, this is uh, being recorded um, on the 29th of November, and so the holiday season's just started here, um, and we decorated all our holiday stuff here and we're going to talk more about the holidays oh, later you? but but um, you're such a good little family aren't but, you but while I we were right on schedule but while we were decorating for the, oh yeah but here's the thing we wait <laughs> like i want like my my instincts to do it way earlier but i wait i hold off i hold off so um <laughs> that's so funny why is your instinct to do it way earlier because i want christmas all the time i love it i love oh I love okay it. all right anyway I, so i said we should i said and, that like we were passing by somebody who I think when we were actually driving out on Thanksgiving, like already had uh, their lights up or whatever. Um, and Mr. Ray was like, wow, already? And I'm like, why don't we just leave them up all the time? He's like, because then it wouldn't be special. <laughs> like, the fuck it wouldn't? Like lights and on your house is always special. That's right. That's He's right. like, anyway, so I, like literal definition, I'm like, ah, but did that, but did that, did that. so I, I was listening to the worst <laughs> holiday song in the world, um, oh, which, no. and I, and I know you want to say, baby, it's cold outside. And we, uh, yeah, it's not no, I like that song. Well, it's there. There's a conversation about whether or not that I song know is, a, there is, is, a little is rapey. but it's also from a different time. Well, and- I don't know. You know, there's a, I got to say the, the song should go like this. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, what well, it's, uh, uh, the answer is no. Well, baby, I'm going to stop asking because you just said the answer is row. It's no. And at that point, it's my responsibility as a man to hear that you said the answer is no. Um, but none of that rhymes. So, but that's not the worst one. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying because it depends on the tenor. Because we had, with all of the stuff that's been going on, I know we already went down this road, so I won't go way down this road. But like, yeah, I, we've actually I discussed like- this song before. We have, and, yes. and I feel like the thing, I'm, but I mean, particularly now with all of the stuff happening, right, um, where we're really getting into uh, this just rampant sexual. As of the day of this recording, Matt Lauer is off of the Today Show. It just yeah, doesn't I, stop. I, I, like when you asked me if I had a device that I could fi- that I could watch the trailers on or whatever, that was the first thing that popped up. Um, um, yeah. And anyway, I was yeah. Like, so, oh, great, so, another one. Especially Big in this surprise. time. Especially in <laughs> like, this time. 
<clears throat> right, especially in this time. Like, you know, I we talk about it a lot, me and Mr. because, you know, I, I feel strongly about it. And, like, it was just what occurred to me in talking about it, because I was like, what I, I was like, part of me, though, hates the idea of, like, because there's a cute sort of, like, you know, when you're, in, like, I, at least this happened to me. Like, I, I watched this happen a lot, like, when I was in high school, like, where a guy was just so in love with a girl and she just didn't even notice him. And he would just keep trying, you know? And it wasn't creepy and it wasn't forceful. Uh, yeah, but she's sweet. like at his house. She's like at his, like, like I, anyway, we don't need to no, 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 anyway, no, 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 no. But that's not I'm, even what I'm, ah. Let me, just let me finish my thought Fine. because you're taking this, I'm, I'm just talking about in generalities right now. I'm not talking about specific circumstances at all. I'm talking in generalities, right? So I'm like, I hate the idea that that might go away because like, in reality, it should be as simple as it occurs to me, and I know it's not, but like it should be as simple as like, dudes, just don't be a dick. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't occur to me. Like it shouldn't be as complex as it apparently is. It seems like so simple. Like feel the fucking room and don't be a dick. Like if like just just do that, and it just apparently that we can't handle that that's not really something that's workable we don't know how to teach that i don't know anyway anyway that's not the song i was talking about though the song i'm talking about specifically is uh it's the holiday season um i don't know if i've heard this it's the holiday season and santa claus it's 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 i don't know dean martin i think is the one singing it anyway there's a line that goes it's the holiday season so doop dee doop i was just like fuck this song (laughs) (laughs) just like do you just feel that way about like scatting in general so so no but here scatting is there's no other scatting in the song that's the thing if if there was (laughs) if there was it would be like a choice but it it seems so obvious that he was like i have no idea what to put here it's the the, it's so doop de doop (laughs) he repeats it later it's a lyric it's not somebody wrote it down Somebody's like <laughs> holiday season. So D O O P dash D. You know what else? Somebody else. You know what else? Somebody wrote down Dabu Di Dabu Da Dabu Di Dabu Da. Someone wrote that shit. Yeah, but that's here. almost like kind of the point of the song. Like you know, I Is like like boom boom like a like a like a boom like that's that's like that's kind of being done on purpose. This is just like there are no other words like this in the song. There are lyrics for the rest. Okay. It's like the it's like the end of that Brian Adams song. Um. Uh, from Robin Hood, where it's like, you know, it's true. Song. Everything I do. It's the end of the song. He's like, oh, what do I put here? Uh, oh, actually, that works. Uh, <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> Are you going to reduce any singer like, who has any like, flourish? It's like, it's the end of the song. It's, about. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not like, ooh, or ah. It's kind of like a, <laughs> uh, well, because that, that conveys the feeling, all right? Really? I always felt like it's it constipation. Did. That's how no, he's feeling. You know, that's not true. what he's feeling. It's not what it sounds like to me. It sounds like like I do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I would do anything, like even I know. feel this I know. painful. It always bothered me. <laughs> the end of the song always because I love the song too. Like I love I, the, who, how can you not love that song? I, I love Adams the bridge general, to that frankly. song. The, the the rest of the song is okay, but the bridge is there's no love like your, like your love. love. I love the yes, bridge to that song. It's beautiful. Like the bridge to that song is really, really good. Um, but the end just kills me. You know it's true. Everything I do. 
That's not how he does it. It's, he it does it, it is just actually, like that. It, I wasn't no, even not. me. That was a sound bite from the song. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> even because he kidding. goes, oh, like it's it. There is it's, a it's, there is a, a key it's shift. U N N N H H. It is not a, a single uh, note. Fucking listen to it again. It's not a single uh, note. Um, like because I assure you, not being a singer myself, I never. Uh, flourish on my own okay? it's, it's like so, you say meh i do it for you everything i do meh, meh. I no do that's you. not what he does it's not okay. what it is it's there's like there's like it's a it's like a two-note flourish listen to it again everybody right now go find that song and listen to it and hear that i'm right <laughs> so so hey um uh, I want to get back. I, you to know Chris. what? I actually hate a, a holiday song. Yeah. Um, that oh, yeah. will probably make me unpopular. What's um, that? Uh, it. I believe it's a Beatles song, actually. Uh, well, the the Beatles didn't do well. The Beatles did a really weird one, but John Lennon did one, and Paul McCartney did one separately. So, which oh, one okay. are you talking about? Um. Uh, is it? And I so this so is hard. Christmas. Is it? And so this is Christmas. Or is it simply having that, that one? Christmas? Stop, stop. Yeah, that one. That one? Yeah, that one. it's Paul McCartney. Yeah, I no, it's, it. it's, you I know, hate I've it had so much. I look, hate it so much. Here's the thing <laughs> I understand um, that it was of its time. Like, clearly, they found, got the echoey effect. Boink, boink, boink. It was like, ooh, that's cool. Boink, boink, boink. Um, so, like, I get that. But I, I, I've recently had, yeah, we're not going to do a whole Beatles conversation, but I've recently had cause to like i i have an unpopular opinion that i like very very little of what john lennon did after the beatles broke up um uh there are a few songs that i like and i'm not going to tell you all of them because if i name the four i like you're going to come in and go what about this one yeah that's one of the ones i like whatever one you want to argue with me about that's the song that <laughs> i do like um, <laughs> That's what a great way to deal with that. That's, what I'm, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about that I do like. That's what I'm talking about. Um, um, that's one of the and, good ones. And if you say imagine, of course. But um, Yeah, I mean, you can't, yeah. like, if if you don't like that song, like, something wrong with you, um, I think. And then, like, your brain and then, broke. And then Paul McCartney, um, you know, uh, uh, much of the I song, liked a lot of Paul McCartney. A stuff. lot of what he did afterward yeah. is shit. Um, it's terrible. Is except it? I like again, it. But I mean, again, we're talking about songs, me, and I love just like eighty. Again, except for those few songs that are that are of course the ones that everyone should love, like like you know Ebony and Ivory, or you know uh, uh, Live and Let Die, or yes, I or but you know don't try and convince me the band on the run is a good song because it's not. Um, I don't know if I've even heard that one. Band on the run, band on the run. It's it's. No. It's about a band. You know what they're doing? You know what uh, they are? It sounds like they're on the run. They yeah. are on the run, actually. Okay. It's a band very much on the run. The song was going to be called Band Very Much on the Run. <laughs> and they were like, can we can we just simplify? Yeah. simplify. Um, <laughs> so I like it's interesting because I love the Beatles. I love them. But I feel like John Lennon's music is too weird and esoteric. And I feel like like like. Paul McCartney's music is too bubblegum and pop and 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 saccharine, and I feel like the two of them together like balance each other out, like they, 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 magical they, not just balance each other, but it's like they pulled against each other, like mm. like like the song "Let It Be." Paul McCartney had a bunch of filler filler words in the song, and he said, "I'm going to fill out these lyrics later." And one of those fear, filler lyrics was, "The movement you need is on your shoulder," and. Paul McCartney came to John Lennon and said, uh, yeah, this is that's just a bullshit line. I'm just going to throw it out. John Lennon goes, don't you dare throw that out. 
that's a brilliant paul paul goes well i i don't know what that means and john says you don't need to know what it means it's just brilliant keep it in um <laughs> and that's the poll that these two had or um or the beatles song uh getting better that goes uh it's this very saccharine paul song very much go it goes you've got to admit it's getting better so much better all the time that's it's very paul saccharine right John comes in and throws in this this lyric at the end. He goes, can't get no worse. (laughs) (laughs) And it like changes everything. I know, it just undercuts the whole meaning of the song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like it seems clear that it was, I mean, that it was contentious, but like in a good way. Like, and that's the thing, like about being, about collaborating. Like sometimes it's collaboration and everybody's happy and sometimes it's collaboration and everybody is angry with everybody all the time. But at the end of the day, both of those can produce like just amazing. I like to, I like to think that you and I are the first, you and I are are the first of those things. Um, You guys should know that most of the time when we're done recording, I have to run. I'm always running to a next thing, but when I'm not, but when I'm not running to a next thing, we've have just hung out and kept talking for another hour. Yeah, like no. Just, yeah, we. I don't it's think just we have like the this. second thing. Yeah, it's like yeah. when we talk. It's just like this. There's no. It's difference. just exactly like this. We basically sometimes record it's a, for you guys. It's a little <laughs> more mellow. It's a little more mellow than this. It's a little less presentational, but it's but it's, it's absolutely. If you were to be, you you go. Wow, yeah, it's, it is very much. Anyway, hey, listen, we have lots to talk about. We're already 20 minutes in the show. Let's talk about like some actual stuff. First oh, thing, okay, we're going to do that. All right. First thing, um, <laughs> today was the release date for the Avengers: Infinity War trailer, and I thought that we would talk about it love um, it that there's like a release date for fucking trailers like, well no it's it's all right let me rephrase what the fuck for it's the not record. the release date of the trailer the trailer came out today and everybody's watching it. And i figured that we should watch it so do you have it ready to go uh i i do okay. turn it up nice and loud and we can just i, I, I turned it up all the way here we go one um, two to, I guess, three put it in front of the thing tell me when you hit play and i'll hit play on my end uh, so I can watch. my really right now you have to do this right now. I but right, but you wouldn't wait to like, it like it's next like, week. <laughs> it's like freezing and it won't do the thing. Ah, here we go. Okay. All right, go, go on. Yeah. Oh, here we go. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles that they never could. Epic, right? Making her blonde all of a sudden. You know what I like in this Marvel thing? They've added the lines of script in the pictures. Oh, I didn't even notice that. In time, you will know what it's like to lose. Feel so desperately that you're right, that to fail all the same. Sorry, we're just listening to the trailer, but it's awesome. Run from it. Destiny still arrives. Loki being all Loki-ish. There he is. Thanos. Pretty cool. Engage our defenses and get this man a shield. Yes, bearded America. 
bearded America. Why? Because it makes him look more rugged. And... Oh, because he's been like off the grid and stuff. I get that. No, because he can't. Uh, he's off the grid. He can get a razor. Uh oh. Oh. Not looking good for vision. Black Panther was cool as shit, though. Yep. Right? Yeah, it does look good. Yeah. Wait. Looks dark as shit. Who the hell are you guys? <laughs> oh, that makes me happy. So <laughs> here, I, I want you to... To do me a favor real quick while we're still on and you guys can do it if any of you guys are friends of the ninjas movies um, we're going to go back to the trailer real quick um, and I'm going to ask you to hold for a second on seriously uh, just because he's on the run and he can't get a razor I don't believe you really that. that's the thing that bugs you yes Yes, it is. I have noticed I have a tendency these days and get off my lawn. I know um, why is she blonde? Why does he have a beard? Like to be just like I need reasons for like the I I, I am so um I, I feel like right, really aware at this point like when they make a choice like we were talking about the other day with fucking Punisher like the you know hacker the hacker lair like where oh look how cool that is but it's like who the where the fuck are they finding these places like and it's so it's I like haven't watched that. Punisher yet it's, so don't spoil it but I'm not I mean it's the same thing I, heard I, it's I sad. told you everyone's it's, saying it's sad it's sad like as it makes you cry sad or sad as in like sad, sad as in it's just like depressing just like not that it's really good but it just is, like it's incredibly good but yeah it's 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 like watching Breaking Bad in that I mean, way I'm like, gonna kind of I think I'm gonna wait depressing. till January I'm just I'm gonna do Christmas movies um anyway here's like, what I, I want you to go to ready right now Hold All on, right, what here, are we doing? All right, so take the trailer to one minute and 54 seconds, please. It's a shot of Black Panther with his arms crossed with a bunch of guys. So oh, just, I love that shot. Yeah, take it to that shot, please. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kirk Jenkins uh, is one of the stars of Ninjas vs. Monsters. <laughs> That's uh, way Place, place, uh, place Joey in Ninjas vs. Monsters. Um, uh, and there he is next to Black Panther in Avengers Infinity War. That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? Like, that is so not cool. just in the movie, but they're in the trailer. Oh my gosh. So fun. Anyway. Uh, That's so cool. I bet, yeah. he, oh, I bet he had a great time too. Yeah. I want to talk to him, but, and you look like I'm so happy for the people out there and then we get to other stuff. But, um, but look, I, I recently saw, um, our buddy Dylan on Gotham. I saw, um, I, I saw uh, our friend Sam on walking dead. I found, saw our friend lion on veep. Um, it's cool, man. I've seen our, fucking our, awesome. our friend Sandoval on uh, on uh, House of Cards uh, back when it existed. Um, yeah. So, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so cool. Anyway, that's fucking cool, dude. So, Damn. what do you think of the trailer? You think you think it's dark? Um, I do. I do think it's dark. Um, but the reason I the was fun? on, I'm I've noticed. I so I've noticed that I I feel like, um, I and maybe it's you know from doing it as long as i have like being in you know film theater what have you like this idea of this is the look because we're trying to convey this um without any real reason and it's just it's it just occurs to me as like so incredibly 
uh, manipulative when you just don't when there's no reason for it. And unless I just really love the way it looks for some reason, I will still acknowledge like I know what you've done, like in Punisher, like I know what they or any hacker lair. Like, I see what you're doing. Like, this makes zero sense. Oh, I don't sure, know where yeah. this place is, but and you know what? It looks really cool. All right. I don't care. But so, like, but th- it's like shit like that. Like, we need to But the we need beard, to look- like, first of all, the beard bothers you? Like, we, we, he needs he to can't look have more a rugged. Beard? He's, he's been on the run. How do we do that? I facial but, okay. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that, it's. Uh, what Maybe she I just can, wanted to so, grow a fucking beard. Maybe no, she just wanted bullshit. to dye her hair. What? Well, she, and she just really, really. So hold on. W- wait a second. And this is coming from a person who fucking gets her hair done. Okay. I have rainbow hair. Like, strangely, it does not grow that way naturally. Um, so you're telling me, like, and this is a person, like, have you ever dyed your hair? Yes. Okay. Yes. And your hair is super short. Now make it longer and imagine what that takes. Now tell me that you are on the run. Sure. Doing all kinds of crazy fucking saving the world covertly shit. And you tell me that you have time to dye your hair. What does, who does it for her? Hawkeye? You're a fucking hypocrite. That's what I say. Who who does it for Is it Hawkeye? Is it Hawkeye? I was like, you know what? Who has time to shave? You've been red. You've had your hair red for kind of a while. So when Captain America grows a beard, you're like, what? He didn't have time to shave? No, no. He didn't have razors. If he had like a scruffy ass, like ganky looking beard, that would be one thing. He has this perfectly trimmed fucking hipster. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be your thing. Beard. This is going to be your thing. That's what he has. So clearly he is caring for it. It's. It's it's obviously an affectation, just like her fucking hair. Why is her hair blonde? Like if she was on the like, first of all, it doesn't change her look so much that they're not going to know it's her. Like, so it's I can't buy that. It's because she's hiding like because that's a valid reason to to dye your hair. Right. And and like it just occurs to me that she has other projects going on and her hair was blonde for them. Not red no way. Is, not a chance. Not a chance. I promise you. really, I, really hard I to promise cover. you that the level, the, this is, this is, if they wanted her to be, to have red hair, she'd have red hair. It would be super easy to dye her hair and then to dye it back. Super. No, that's not super easy, dude. You're that's wrong That's like half that. a day. It would take no, half a day. It's not about the time. It's about the damage to the hair, and it's about the the feasibility of it. Because I guarantee red you, is really hard to get out. I guarantee is, you, this is this is the role that she is getting paid the most for. I guarantee you, it's not that. Then why? It, just cause. Why did he have a just cause to change it? Up? Why does her hair? Change? Why does any of it happen? I mean, it's it's look. You, there's a certain amount of superhero bullshit you got to put up with. All right. Why in the world? Why in the world does Captain America put on that Captain America costume? Like ever? It's not. It doesn't like do anything for him. It's not like like it's not any more body armor than anything else. I feel else. like they've done a really good job, actually, of 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 telling us why. Like yeah, of but it being wait. this representation of him um, being all the things that yeah, you, but he changes it. Stands for but, theoretically. Look, there's right? a word. There's a word that I heard on another podcast that evidently is really true. That was coined back when they made uh, um, Batman Returns, uh, and the word is toyetic. And what toyetic <laughs> is is okay. is when when something in a movie is designed 
to sell toys. And the best example of that is the Batman movies, frankly. Um, yeah. Because Batman changes costumes in the Batman movies for no reason. Yeah. Like for literally no reason. <laughs> there's if you watch any of and, and I'm talking I, I I'm talking the the Christopher Nolan movies are maybe the only one where it doesn't happen, but it actually does happen in The Dark Knight. He does have two different costumes that he wears. Um, you know, Bat- Batman v Superman, he had a regular Batman costume, and then he had the the metal one in Justice League. He's got one Batman costume, and then he's got kind of a more like 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 one with like a backpack, like more leather on it. And this one around, you look at the George Clooney one; he wears like three different ones. And the whole idea is <laughs> those are more action figures that you can sell. Yeah, and that's that's it's toyetic. So like. Like to a point, like why is Spider-Man in the Iron Spider costume in this one and not in his other one? Because now you can. Yeah, I'm sure there will be an in-story reason. They're going to. Well, yeah, because they're about to. Like, it's the difference between. Okay, so you've been fighting, you know, guys at your level, and now like if this is the big bad thing that's going to destroy the entire world, like Tony being like, I I got you an upgraded suit. Not so crazy to me. Right? Here's the thing: they're not selling a lot of Falcon toys. So Falcon has the same costume in every movie. <laughs> you know, they're, they're like, <laughs> like, like Falcon, no, he's fine. Just get it's it's fine. Yeah, it's and you fine. Can, we don't need you, to worry about and it. You can, buying that figure. And you can, Which I don't even you, understand because he's awesome. Can, I love him. You can understand that Anthony Mackie is probably like, hey guys, everybody but me. <laughs> Yeah, like what the fuck is that? Like, like everybody show, but me gets to have. I like, even some show. Kind of cool I have this great cameo in Ant Man, but no, no. Like it's, you know, I guarantee they even changed the color of the, I'm like, look at the Hulk has a different costume in, in Thor. Stop Thor it. changes <laughs> costumes and looks for no stop, reason. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> hey, uh, me Hulk want blue pants this time. No purple pants. <laughs> <laughs> me Hulk more toyetic. I want to, I like, I, I see that right now. Like I see Hulk in a store, like buying pants. Like I see him being like, no, Hulk, stick up purple. <laughs> like, I mean, and just, oh, blue. Yeah. Okay. Like <laughs> yeah. um, somebody should make that. Please, so I would watch. So it. I, would I enjoy think it. that I think that it's <laughs> like I I I. Her, I want to see him shopping for a suit. I want him to get a bespoke suit now. But I, I will. I, I will also say. I will also say there is also, <laughs> um, also. There, there is also the Star Trek uniform quotient of it because her hair has changed every single Marvel movie. It was long. And I know that when it Iron got cut, then that it was didn't short. bother me. The short, and then, and then, the wait, change and in then, the Hold on, hold on. And then in Captain America: Civil War, she had it straightened. Her hair was long and straightened and perfectly coiffed. In in, in and then uh, sorry, in Winter Soldier, Winter and then Soldier. in Civil War, it's like like it's it's sort of always changing a little bit, and now it's blonde. Same thing. Why is why the way, the reason I say the Star Trek uniform question is i can kind of if i watch like five minutes of any season i can tell you, you can what season figure out in. what season it is all right season all right, all right so season one and season two of star trek they don't have any collars on their things and the things have the little dip the 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 little line on the shoulders but in season two Riker has a beard so I can tell you right. in five minutes. He's ago, got okay, a beard. It's got to be season two or beyond because season yeah, one, yeah. So 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 in season if if Riker has no beard, it's season one. If Riker has a beard but they have no collars, it's season two. And also Pulaski's there. <laughs> um, right, right, That's right. a dead giveaway. If, Although I feel like there are less episodes 
uh, in, in season two with the with the doctor uh, b- because it's her uh, than there are in the seasons that have. Um, Oh, I disagree. I feel like I feel like season two has way more Pulaski than I think Pulaski gets as much in one season as Crusher gets in like three because they treated her like. Yeah, because she's always kind of being like, ah, Dana, you fucking dick. Dada, Dada, didn't she call Dada, 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 you fucking like seriously. You're like, like, like super, super, super incredibly mega smart. Um, And uh, you're super mega smart and you like can't remember data versus data. Anyway, um, you know, it's that it doesn't matter because it's this. The both pronunciations of that word are legitimate. You get to doesn't matter that it's his name. You get to season three. You get to you get to season three and uh, and and Crusher has like the little quaff on her head, Um, a little (laughs) quaff on her head. You get to uh, hold on. You get to. I'm trying to think if there's anything distinguishing the four season four, uh, and then I know. Or is that, that just by 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 elimination? It's four. And I know that by the by halfway through season, uh, halfway through season six, all the way through season seven, uh, you'll occasionally see Crusher. Most of the time, Crusher is wearing just a star a Starfleet uniform. Uh, and oh, I know without in- the like medical jacket over. Yeah. It. Well, no, 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 not Crusher. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Deanna. Because Deanna oh, is wearing because the, she, is, yeah. When she starts off, she's got her own thing going on. She wears she wears the uniform for the first time in um and the time to- when that other dude takes over for yeah and the other where he was like yeah and then you know when, I think uh, when, she like when, really yeah when her. Picard's with the Borg or whatever yeah no 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 when Picard no. uh Picard has been captured by it's a there are four lights it's that one oh um, right chain okay, of command yeah. um anyway so I don't have a problem with the the with I, like like i said i something i have noticed recently and i'm putting it i i feel like it's in the get off my lawn part of me but yeah, it's just they're changing it, it for the sake of changing it yeah they're, and it's like i don't no, why like and, and the thing too is i feel like i i don't know about her character but i feel like isn't she iconically like redheaded isn't that kind of her thing she like, is sort of kind of iconically it? redheaded so and like that's that's part that's of why true. i'm like what are we doing right now like i said like is hawkeye helping mm-hmm. her like yeah because they're, it's, they're tight mary, so that's mary, gotta be mary jane mary jane black widow mary jane black widow and jean gray have to have red hair that's yeah their, it's like a thing it's kind you know of what I mean? like it's so it's, like it's like, like storm having it's like storm having white hair or logan having mutton chops or like it's, yeah it's, do you know what i mean like when there's something that's sort of like a signature thing like i feel like you shouldn't fucking change that like why um, the fuck like, would, I would why be the upset fuck would logan chops all the time if, why like, wouldn't storms like if her hair wasn't white i'd be like what is happening right now yeah like there i would need a reason i would need a reason it would need to be like plausible that she's like because you're messing with the i get that you're, you're messing with the iconography a little bit yeah. i I get and that, the, and the same I feel like with Captain America, frankly. <laughs> like, but look, no, I admit, he's more on the run than anyone. He is the most on the run. Again, how does he have this perfectly quaffed fucking beard? Then, dude, is because, he going? Isn't there like a beard man store now? Like, there's no. A store I don't think like he's going native. I don't think he's going native. I think that I think that he is. You know, look at. I'm winter- saying if he's got the ability to tend to his face. I, I'm not. I, I, or let sure, me rephrase. It's gotta I be let me rephrase. Hold on, hold on, hold on. To just shave it off. Listen, no, than listen, it is to listen keep to it kept. I don't think. I don't think he's like doesn't have the time to shave it off. I think that he's incognito. He is one of the most 
like he has to go out. He's got motherfuckers got to go to the store sometimes. And you watch him. And in, you're in, telling me with the beard, he looks so different. Different enough that with a baseball cap. Look at what happens in um in uh in fucking the Winter Soldier. Right. They go to the mall and nobody recognizes him because he's a baseball cap and a hoodie is just kind of keeping it down and keeping out of the way. Like the very first thing I would do. The very first thing I would do. The very first thing any dude does if they're on the run, if you're clean shaven, you grow a beard. If Especially you have a if beard, you're known. You shave it off. If you're known for like, if your face is like super known, the first thing you do is you grow, is you change the what your face is known for. Like if I'm if I'm William T. Riker and I'm on the run, do you know what I do? I shave the beard. I know that's what I just said. Like it's the it's, thing. It's the thing we see out like in everything, anytime. Like and and for women, it's they change their hair. Yeah, you so know, it's it's sort like, of like they the, cut it the, and dye it, or they grow it out and dye it, or they because yeah, because if so, because if someone do. is if someone's looking for you and they look at you, they're going to recognize you. But if you're walking through a crowd and you're just kind of like if, if, if you're low key, if you don't want people to be able to like recognize you out of the corner of their eye when you're walking by, that's kind of what you do. Um, so I. I All can't, right. be- can't believe All we right. dedicated 20 minutes to this. I'll allow it. <laughs> to Get hair and- off my lawn. Hair and beards. Hair and beards. <laughs> um, I mean, I can't help it. Bring me out of the fucking moment, man. I can't help it. You know, like, I'm just like why? Really what is um, this about? So, uh, so I want to, you know, about- that's toyification. There's going to be bearded, like, Oh, Captain yeah. America, like that's good. Do you have the bearded one? Like- yeah, it's a <laughs> do you have do you have the mistake where they put the bearded one on the one that shouldn't be bearded? It's amazing. <laughs> it's a million oh my dollars god, now. yeah. <laughs> um okay, listen, I want to talk about a couple other things if we can. Um, oh, about the trailer that has nothing to do with hair. Okay. <laughs> well no. So- <laughs> <laughs> I know I I, I I think I think that we're <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> no, I think I think we've said everything that needs to be said about the trailer. Infinity War is coming. It's gonna be great. Yeah, great. <laughs> Nothing else to say. Oh, a, listen, you can go to all those other uh, podcasts for analysis of what it means and if Vision's gonna die and how does Thanos look. Yeah, you can get that anywhere. You anywhere, can get anywhere. This but is the only twenty place, minutes. You're on gonna hair get the quintessential hair discussion. With, okay? with a five minute interlude as to like the clothes worn by people on next gen. <laughs> That's us. Welcome this to is Trek the off. only place you're gonna get fashion talk. Okay. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. Um, <laughs> My name's Alexia. <laughs> okay, and so today, today do's and don'ts. <laughs> It's the hair beard podcast. I say beards don't. <laughs> it's the hair beard podcast. It's amazing. Um, okay, wow. so uh, all that shit aside, uh, the the voiceovers good. the voiceovers good. Um, it's dark. Uh, one of the things I I really loved the moment when he's on the school bus and all the oh, hair yeah. dries on his arm. That's beautiful. Yeah, great um, way to show his spider sense. Yes, yes, I really dig that. Um. I'm glad they're making it serious. You know, I got I got to say we've had like, we've had a, f- a lot of the fun, jokey, uh, like 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 Doctor yeah. Strange was super jokey, and Thor is super jokey, and Guardians is super jokey. Yeah. Um, and the last Civil War, while it had very serious moments, also had you know Ant Man and Spider Man being uh, kind of jokey. Um, so and, but that's okay. And if we get that tenor, I'm okay with that too, because that was still like, I don't feel like that was a particularly light fair offering. I do feel like it was, um, 
like it sure it, it, there was um there was weight to it you know what i mean like particularly because these people like each other well so yeah, there's weight to that, that but they but they i feel like and and look it's the same directors of civil war and they showed they can be joking and and like i feel in that one they didn't want to bring them down to the point where it was that serious because in the midst of how serious it is you have you know atman going <laughs> and you have you know spider-man going remember that old movie the empire strikes back like just enough little things to make you like no you got a metal arm that's so cool like that's but I here's, think I mean, but here's the thing. Well, hear me out. Wait, it. let me finish my thought. The that right. that the, the directors are doing that on purpose. They are deliberately making Civil War lighter because I think the meta knowledge is they're showing that they can do the Light Avengers thing too because they also did the Winter Soldier of a relatively humorless movie that I is love also that one, it's so yeah, it's it's it may yeah it's. Uh, homecoming spider-man spider-man homecoming might be my favorite marvel movie um but uh the winter soldier is right up there too i love i love the winter i I love 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 and this this looks more like the winter soldier and you know what i'm fine with it they've i like the thing i love about marvel is that marvel can do all of it you can do all of it yeah and the thing is like particularly at some point like when you think about it in terms of um what they've faced up until now like um I was just, uh, I had never seen um, Man on the Moon. I think oh, did you watch Jim and Andy? I did. Did you um, watch Man on the Moon too? I had never seen it, so I watched that first. It's so good. I love Man on the Moon. I think it's um, a great movie. It, it is. It's 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 an incredibly good movie, and particularly when you watch, you know, Jim and Andy, you you see why, right? So, like all right. The, so, so to those who are wondering who we're talking about, hop onto Netflix, and on Netflix, there's a movie called uh, called Jim and Andy, um, a documentary, documentary, a documentary made about uh, mostly about Jim Carrey's performance as Andy Kaufman in the late '90s movie Man on the Moon. Um, uh, there's a bunch of like, cause they basically filmed behind the scenes, like the whole time, but at the um, same time, you get to Universal see sort of what's happened. Release it because, it's also sort of a biopic of Jim Carrey. Um, uh, it is a little bit, but he also basic, but a lot of it is, is getting to see this, this footage that never saw the light of day before because Universal didn't want everyone to think Jim Carrey was an asshole. And he is kind of an asshole. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, yeah, he's not like when, I mean, I feel like, uh, he's an actor who's lost in the role. And that happens. You, uh, you know, know I, mean? I, so, okay. I mean, this is worth talking about. I mean, I guess, so, okay. We, I guess we're, we, I, we were going to talk about uh, the holidays. Uh, we're not going to have time to do that. So uh, we'll save that to next time on Trek off. We we'll will talk be talking, about the holidays. we'll be talking about, uh, about uh, how Christmas and Thanksgiving uh, continue to, uh, to influence uh, Star Trek. So um, we will be talking about, uh, about the holiday season as portrayed uh, in many, instances of star trek so stay tuned for that next week so we'll end on this this will be this will be the the um the, i always throw a, the main a monkey wrench topic. into your shit don't i it's all right no it's no this is a worthwhile conversation though i think i think that that i that, think if they had made made on the moon today and they were filming and, it, and people saw it with the social media jim carrey would have been fucked for sure and maybe rightly so is Here's so, the thing. Yeah, go I don't, for it. I don't, I don't know, man, because, and I'll tell you why, like, I, I, and, and maybe because I've had moments where I've kind of gone too deep or whatever, and, and like, I can understand it, and um, because of the, the kind of movie that he was making, and there's, and there are beautiful things that happen, too, like, he gets to, um, 
be there for Andy's family in a way uh, that they feel like they're with him again. And that's that's not nothing. You know what I mean? And and like even the director, like that one moment, you know, spoilers, um, but there's a, bu- there's a bunch of good shit in there. Like, so don't not watch it because I said this, but like where he like calls him whatever. And and Jim is like, well, um, he's like, I guess you could fire them. And I, I think I could do a pretty good impression if you want to do that. And he was like, no, no, no. Right, I don't, so, so, don't uh, want to so do that. Let's, I just let's, wanted let's to make talk clear. to Jim. For those of you who haven't like, watched it, specifically <laughs> what we're... Look, I just want to give clarity. Like, when you say you can mm. fire them, people listening go, what the fuck are they talking about? Um, uh, Jim Carrey... Goes pretty bad. ...would not let himself be called Jim Carrey. He was Andy, and he, he was Andy Kaufman, and he was Tony Clifton. And, um, and they... When his antics got out of control, and they got really out of control. I mean, they do. They got yeah. really out to of control. To be clear, he's and he. Yeah. Uh, at one point, um, and it's hard to reach Jim Carrey at this point because anytime you're talking to Jim Carrey, you're talking to them. But at one point, the uh, the the director Milos Forman um, uh, reaches Jim Carrey, and Jim's like, "Well, if you want to fire Andy and Tony, you could, and I'll come in. I can do a really good impression of them." Uh, but you'd have to fire them, and then you would get my really good impression of them. Um, and Milos Forman's no, 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 we will do this thing that we need to do for the movie. Um, no, he was like, he was uh, like, no, no, I don't want that. I just, I just wanted to talk to Jim. Yeah. So, so, like, so it's clear, like, like, and because I feel like as a director, like, and, and he seems like such a sweet. I and mean, this is, this is a guy who did like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Like, he's, he's a no bullshit director. Like, he's really incredibly good. Um, and I th- and and the thing is too like, and this is the only like because he talks about this other story. I think when he did Eternal Sunshine, and he's like meeting with the director for coffee or something like that, and he'd had some heartbreak or whatever. He's like, "You're so beautiful right now. You're so beautiful, broken. Don't change." Because like it was still a year out, and he's like, "It's the only business where someone would tell you not to get well." Like how fucked up is that? And it's but it's true, right? Like because that's the thing, and that's what I find like the the unfairness about it. It's like why why should he be the bad guy? Like because he got lost in these characters. Like that's what people want, right? They right, want that no, level of realism. I don't. I don't. But think then so. I don't at think the same true. time, you you like then then he's the bad guy for doing that. I don't. I don't. All right. I don't so here, let fair. me let me give you here. Here's my thought. One, I as an actor have gotten lost in the character once on stage, and it was a terrible mistake that I did it. Um, it was incredibly unprofessional. Um, it was a tragic moment in a musical um, that I was so into the character, and I'd really, I it was my senior project, and I and I had like done research on it and been thinking about it, and like it was the final performance of the show, and I was I lost Justin doing it, and I was just the character, and I started in a tragic moment, I started crying on stage in the middle of a duet, and so the okay. other person is Did up there on stage seeing the, I couldn't sing. I was, it was a duet. It was the time for the harmony to come and the other person singing her heart out. And I'm like, (laughs) and, and, and I like that other actor who was on the stage with me never spoke to me again because it was her last one too. And I ruined that moment in the show. The music and the text was important too, and I ruined that. And in a musical, especially, you can't get that back. 
you can't pause. You know what yeah. I mean? There's like no cut. The, Let's do that again. <laughs> like, yeah, there's there's no and, and there's no and, and it's not like the and and it's not what the moment called for. It was real to me, but it's not what the moment called for. The second time that happened was when I did uh I way back in high school when I did the crucible. Um I became a real kind of shithead when I was playing Proctor. Like it was just like like just really kind of intense and judgmental of everything and no sense of humor and and I lost friends over it. And that's just I was still Justin most of the time, just kind of the having played the character and like infected my personality a little bit. This is a step further. First of all, Jim Carrey did not get the actor the, the the Oscar for best actor that year. He was not the best actor in the best movie that year. He is certainly it's not one of the best performances of all time. He was pretty good. It still looks like Jim Carrey to me, but he did a a Are pretty you kidding? He did a pretty good job. He did the best performance that he would ever do, although I think that honestly, I think his performance in Eternal Sunshine is better. It's more haunted and more affecting. Um his wow. real his he he made a good solid a movie but i like eternal sunshine way better than man on the moon um and man on the moon is a really good movie and i'm a huge jim carrey fan but there becomes a point especially when you're an actor where where and i've seen musicians do this too where where like you're Maybe you're not an andy kaufman fan is the thing i like andy kaufman i like i think the movie's good i'm not saying it's bad it's an a but it's not an a plus it's not it's not shawshank you know, it's not Schindler's List. It's not even Eternal Sunshine for me. It's it's not in my top 10. It's not in my top 20 ever. I don't think it'll be in your top 20 a year from now. Maybe it is right now because you just saw it. But I don't think a year from now you're going to be going, oh, yeah, Man on the Moon, top 20. Well, now that I said it, you will just to fucking spite me. Um, <laughs> but like, like I'm just, I was incredibly moved. So <clears throat> there comes both. a there comes a point the, the i guess the movie and and by and by the the documentary i was if if not moved. for the if not for the realism that he was able to bring to andy's family at that one point if not for that i would almost not be a jim carrey fan anymore after seeing the movie because he put his need to express over the happiness of everyone around him and it's not only unprofessional, it's selfish and it's privileged. You know, he's the rich one. He's the one getting $20 million to do the movie. He's the one whose name's at the top. And damn it, if he has to make Jerry Lawler terribly unhappy to get the realness of the moment, but Jerry didn't agree to that, that's not what he signed up for. You know, if sure. he has to make, you know, it's like the, it's like the fucking shit that, so here's the thing. When it comes out and the movie is directed by Milos Forman, so the movie's really, really good, and Jim Carrey does a pretty darn good performance in it, but not better than, you know, other good performance where this doesn't have to get done, but the movie turns I mean, out- He's like, I mean, he is, I mean, he's Andy Kaufman in that fucking movie, dude. I like, know, but you, but, but hear, the, hear me out. So when it turns out pretty well- you're like, well, I guess that's a good thing. It's an artist doing his thing. But Jared Leto did that fucking shit to play the Joker in Suicide Squad too, you know. And he was like mailing dead fish to the other cast members, and you know, and just doing like horrible, horrible Joker stuff to everybody on set. Like he was, he was a like a nightmare. You would look it up, look it up all the shit that he did. But he was the Joker, and he was getting into it so he could be the best Joker. But well, guess what? His Joker was. 
okay in Suicide Squad. You know, it was maybe the fifth best Joker. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I didn't see it, so I don't know. But it's not like a mean, lot of people say it's a disaster, <laughs> but I think it was just kind of okay. But here's the thing: when like ultimately, I mean, yeah, it's 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 only worth it if it winds up being good, I suppose. Yeah, and that's why I would say the ends don't justify <laughs> the means. If if your art has to encroach on somebody else's happiness, if the only way that you're going to get your expression out is by making other people miserable. Like, I understand, like, making yourself miserable. I understand pulling yourself into that place. But when you have to when make other people miserable. everybody else around you. I, I'll yeah, say, I mean, I when guess you're affecting a- anybody else around you, when you put your expression above another single person's happiness, when you're ruining the experience for everyone around you because you're so good and so important and so important that what you do comes out okay... Like, but why do you th- like? Like, it's interesting to me that 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 your perception is that it's um that it was like a choice, and f- and everybody else be damned. And what I think is so interesting too is at the end of the the documentary, I haven't watched um, the end yet. So, oh well, everybody's happy, dude. Like, it's just like the end of any other um movie. It, it, it in fact more so, I'd say. Like, because there's a thing about, like, suffering with others brings you closer together. Like, that's just, like, a truism about humanity. Um, and if you're all in service to the same thing, like, because I don't believe, I don't believe he was doing it in service to himself, right? Like, this what, like, and that's the, the, the key difference, I think, between our perspectives. Like, it doesn't, I never at any point felt like this was Jim Carrey's decision to, like, I need to do this and everybody else be damned. Like every, like as, as difficult as it was. And you certainly see people being like, what are we going to, I mean, what do we do with him? Like, what do you, I guess carry him in? Like, you know, like the, like all the fucking shit they had to deal with, like in the moment sucks. Right. And like, but at the end of the day, I believe that he, along with everyone else, like it was in service to the projects. It was in service to the work. And like right, when so it was here's, over, here's the fucking they deal, all though. felt that way. Like they, there was, I don't, I didn't get the impression that like everybody hated him at the end. I get the impression that at certain times during it, people hated him, which is absolutely fair. The impression I, I get, get is that the, the filmmaker, the documentarian really likes Jim Carrey and does his best to do a positive spin on it and and chooses the best clips to show that people like it which you can do right you can do anything documentary you can make it say anything you i mean want. yeah if you've got I've enough footage you can do anything i've made one now so i know <laughs> um, yeah you've got a lot more footage to work with so you um, can pick and choose a lot better than you so can this with. is this is what i would say <clears throat> on the set of lincoln uh daniel day lewis made everybody refer to him as mr president and he didn't break character at all he stayed in character the entire time. Because that's how, that's how he does. That's, but he I mean, didn't that's... get lost in it. Clearly, he still knew where a camera was and what action meant and where he should stand and how to hit his fucking mark. And, and, and clearly, and, and he would just go sit at a table by himself and he would just stay in the character and he would make himself stay there. And he did an amazing job as Lincoln. But I have heard a story where somebody came up to him and like... Someone came up to him and like did what would have been a big faux pas about it. And he was, you know, very gracious about it. And he, you know, he was still Daniel Day-Lewis under there. And he, you know, staying in character was a preference that he had in order to get the best 
performance and it's the way he wanted to go about getting the best performance but he didn't insist you know someone said said you know i'm sorry mr lewis he was like i don't know who this mr lewis is you're you're, you're talking about but four score and seven years ago i no he didn't do that he was like he's you know he was humble about it and i think that jim carrey from what i saw in in the documentary jim carrey was only ever public andy kaufman but i didn't get any sense that andy kaufman like the movie the biopic of Andy Kaufman does not make it look like Andy Kaufman was constantly playing pranks in real life and that Tony Clifton was out there. Tony Clifton never made people's life miserable when the show was done. You didn't hear stories about Andy Kaufman when the cameras were off, you know, going out there and causing problems for people. It only was, it was all part of the show. It's all part of his act. So what you got, what Jim Carrey did is he did the Andy Kaufman act all the time on set. <coughs> he wasn't being what Andy or even Tony, frankly, you didn't hear about Tony being horrible. I don't know. Like in the movie, like when he's it's like, ugh. You know what? It's a really old movie. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Spoiler alert! But like, when he's got them seated at the table and he's telling me his cancer, um, and his manager, you know, he's like, "Look me in my eye and tell me and tell me this is for real." Like that line's not there because Andy Kaufman only did it in public. I guess I. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that what, doesn't make sense to me. I don't think that's. But what accurate. Jim Carrey did was more than what he was more Andy than Andy. Um, and maybe that's what you need to be. I mean, maybe as an actor, the only way to imbi- I, I don't know, but it just, I, I saw it and it made me like Jim Carrey a whole lot less um, because I felt like it was, there are lots of actors who give great performances that move people and that really embody that don't do it at the expense of the people around them. And it maybe it's happened so much since then, but this is the best documented one. Like the like the Jared Leto stuff just pissed me off because you know what? Like, and maybe it's since I've been a director that I'm like, you know what? I was going to say, like, it's interesting because I've so I've never directed. Right. And so I don't have that perspective. And I can't imagine like because I do feel like is the, the part when the director is like at one point he's on his like literally on his hands and knees begging tony he's like please please tony just do just do one my way and then you can do whatever you want like to the idea of of a director as esteemed as this guy having to do that to get a performance um at which point that's not lost on me that's do you know not, what i mean that's like that's not andy and the, and first of all that's not it like if you know jim carrey had you know has a kid or uh, I don't want to use the kid, but let's say Jim Carrey has a loved one. If if Andy Kaufman, Jim Carrey as Andy Kaufman gets news that that loved one has passed away or something bad has happened or some tragedy has happened to Jim Carrey, the character would break. Jim Carrey's still in there. You know, it's it's and if he's not, it's a real fucking mistake to have let it go that far. Um, because at that I point, feel like he, and when I feel you like have Miles fucking Foreman on the ground begging this guy, it's Jim Carrey saying, "My art is more." That's important what I'm saying. It's not your I think, art. Like we're, I feel like we watch two different things. Like I, I, I got the impression. Like I didn't get the impression from Jim that like that he was. 
right? Like he, I, I saw and what I heard from him was like that he was a a broken guy, like, and that when it was done, like, and he talks about how he's, you know, he did, he couldn't do. I guess there was a song that REM did, um, like there was already the one song that was obvious about Andy Kaufman, but then they did another song specifically for the movie, and they wanted him to come be Andy in the video, and he said no, and it was like he had just it was like because it was months later after the the movie had finished and he had just started to find jim again like he had just started to put himself back together and he was like i i can't do it you know like i didn't get the impression that it was a choice of like fuck all you guys i I got the impression that he legitimately like that it was a fucked up scenario and he got lost and like mentally it wasn't okay um and he has he was able to put himself back together after it um and i didn't get the sense that he was like proud about everything he had done or what had happened you know what i mean like there's there was definitely an impression i got that um that he wasn't okay right and that's and maybe that's why my perspective is different than yours like because i don't i'm not gonna someone who's experiencing something like that like it's hard for me uh, certainly after the fact, you know, fucking 20 years later or whatever to um, to be mad at them for it um, now that they're whole today and better and well. I'm not um, I'm not mad at him. I'm not like, like or to make me like him less. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, it's it, it's some fucked up shit that happened to him and he and it and it fucked up some other people's days Um, and it sucked. But. Like, it's some fucked up we shit. We got a good movie al- out of that, it, and that for whatever well ha- for whatever reason, you know what I mean. Like- he allowed to happen, and and I I think that it is. It's it's. I think that it is. I'm hoping that we live in a, in a world now where people have you know. It's interesting because I I worked with you know and I'll say this my I'm not going to say who I worked with someone on a play where you know where I. Had, I, when I act, I don't get in, you know, it takes me a second to get in that space and I kind of need to keep myself in, like, I'm, I'm shooting a really dark movie right now called, called Dropped, where I'm, I'm acting in it. And there's some dark stuff in the movie. And when I have to go to the dark place, I need a couple of minutes to get myself to that dark place. I go by myself. I go on the set. I, I've asked, Hey, just for this scene, just like, like, let me do my thing. Um, I'm just going to stay here quietly. I don't mean to be rude. At the end, I go, I wash my face and I go, hey, thank you everyone for being so understanding, you know, and, and I then go on with my day. But like I get there, but I did a play. I did a, a play once with somebody who who really did take an hour to get themselves into the character and then they were just there the whole time backstage and then an hour to get themselves sort of out of it. You couldn't talk to them. And, so, and I internally, I was like, Bleh. but you know, I respecting what somebody's process is not thinking that their process is necessarily good but when you're feeling about it you go you know what how i feel about it doesn't matter and they can do it however they want this person never intruded on my process which was for that play to take about one second before i went out out on stage to jump up and down take two deep breaths and to step on and that's sort mm-hmm. of the, that's sort of the way i did um if i feel like you feel like once it encroaches on other people's, but I I feel like problem. I feel like my job. That- they always when somebody's doing the more extreme thing, the job is to respect that process that they have. But that process that he had wasn't helping the other actors who are in it with him. 
And that's when you stop being an actor and you start being a star. And hmm. when you're a star, you can do that. When you're an actor, you know, I love they say when you're an actor, you're part of a company. You know, they, that's what they say, the company of the mm-hmm. play. And I love that idea that you're there to make the other person look good and you're there and they're there to make you look good and you're there together. And we're to in this together. The, we're a team. Yeah. And, and when yeah. it becomes, it's about me and my process to bring my character out there. And if that interferes with your process, I'm really sorry, but look how deep and important my process is. And look, like, look what I'm doing. It's, <laughs> and I think the more extreme and deep and important it is, the more you excuse how selfish it can become as it encroaches on other people's process who might be, I go out there and I say my lines, you know, and that's the old, you know, we've all heard the adage about when, um, when Dustin Hoffman was, uh, was working with Lawrence Olivier and, you know, there was a scene where, where I think it was a January man. It might've been the, the movie. Um, and there's a scene where Dustin Hoffman is supposed to be really disheveled. And so he went out and like ran around the block three times and got himself drunk and didn't sleep the night before and went out there and performed the scene. And Lawrence Olivier looked at him and said, what, can't you act? <laughs> <laughs> it's apocryphal. Maybe it never happened, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's amazing though. Well, here's the thing, though, like, because it because it cuts both ways, dude, like, because, you know, there's I understand what you're saying, like, from a director perspective, certainly. Right. Um, But there are directors who have done really fucked up shit to their actors to get what they needed. Yeah, no, fuck those people. You know unless, what I mean? Unless but the no, actors signed are, on to it. These are like, these are lauded directors. These are directors who are like the cream the, the of James the Cameron. Oh, I know. I know. You know. It's hard for me to like James. Like, I, I really like Titanic, but I sometimes have a hard time watching it because I know how much he tortured people to get that movie to go do what it did. I know that he fired people for having to go to the bathroom and that they're in those big extra shots. People pissed themselves on the set because they had three hours with no break. And if you asked to use the for a bathroom break, you were fired. So people oh peed God. themselves in those shots. I know. Holy shit. I know when I, I watch. I know that. I know when I watch the abyss that he did like 30 takes of Mary, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio laying there topless, getting the, getting the, the, um, the CPR with uh, with Ed Harris actually slapping her and and screaming at her and at one point um, that was after she had already done thirty takes of filling up the thing and her suffocating as the water like goes and and those are two amazing moments two of my favorite moments ever in film are those two moments in the abyss but I know that Marilyn's with Master Antonio at one point said we're not machines we're people to him so unless somebody signs up for that. You know, if you're if you sign up and you go, hey, I understand what this shoot's going to be like. Sure. Then and even then, I don't know. I don't think I think the art's very important, but I don't think art's worth taking somebody else's joy from them. That's just my thought. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, but I I also I know that like I know actors who've, you know, personally who've like completed shows with broken limbs who've you know what I mean? Like that you 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 keep going um and it's a choice right like and i'm i'm built that way like i I, there are performances i've done that i i can't actually remember because i was so sick or some shit was you know what i mean like where i was so unwell at the time uh that i 
but I did it right because it was like I have to do it, you know. Yeah, this but is, here's the this here's the, the I mean, this is the person who was laying like uh, on the fucking road after her motorcycle accident, surrounded by EMTs, being like, "How long is this going to take? I have a show to get to." Um, yeah. but like no, that's I, again, that's a choice, right? Um, and if that's yeah. not your choice, but then I the, see your but, point. But if another actor thought really liked how it was when you were sick and so deliberately infected you with the flu. You know, that's not okay. Right, but and that's the difference, right? Because then I'm not choosing. Like, I'm not choosing to not get well uh, yeah. or to get sick again. Like, I'm not. I'm not party to it. Like, so I see your point in that, right? Like, when you've, because I mean, there's many an actor has suffered, and many a director has suffered. You know, many many people in arts have suffered in many scenarios. Um, but I feel like usually it's of your own choice, right? Um, and I see what you mean with it's when it can be crossing the line because I've I've been in productions as well where like uh, it's not, I didn't know right and then it was like the level of suffering was not uh, I didn't I wasn't on board for it like it wasn't the like it was it didn't seem like it was serving the art it seemed like it was serving the person like what you're talking about and I was like uh, hmm I didn't sign up for this like so there's I think there's there's two sides to it you know it's it's dicey. It's complicated. It's not simple. Anyway, hey, Star Trek. Um, we like Star Trek. <laughs> Star I Trek's wonder, good. like, I'm, I would be so curious as to what the what it's like on Star Trek sets in general. Um, oh, I, I mean, there's uh, that kind of stuff. what do you mean? You wonder you, you have two giant books about it that I oh, assume you've read. Right. No, they got moved and I couldn't find. Them. Oh, like, well, I, it was it was a machine. It was a machine. The the people on the sets, they don't remember anything that happened in any of the episodes because it was literally they they didn't have time to internalize any of the lines. They just wow. went out, said the lines and then had other lines to do the next time. They got their lines the night before, sometimes the day of. They went out and said the lines and then went away. And that's how that. Yeah, like made. I feel like like I don't know how like actors and soap opera, same thing, right? Like I how yeah, are you supposed to do like you're just constantly doing the thing like how are you how do you have any time uh to like process it well i think that's do- why tv actors are always based around personality so much i think that's why you know when you have friends they're all fine those show friends um they they're all fine actors none of them are super great amazing actors they're all fine actors what they are though is they are distinct personalities and that's why you get that so much on tv i think because it's like like you don't have time to get really deep into what the character is going to, especially in TV, let's say 10 years ago and before. Um, So you get someone who is, they are that. They are pretty much that person. You know, Kevin James is always Kevin James, no matter what. He can't tell you what happened three episodes ago. He doesn't know. He just knows he had to come out, say a bunch of lines and make them funny. And then the next day, here's your new lines. Okay. So those make it funny. And he has to do that six days a week, 10, you know, 10 months a year. For eight years, you know, and it just gets yeah. to a point where you just do that and you're, you know, and then the editors put it together. It's interesting. Because I anyway. mean, I mean, I got to say, seeing, having seen Mr. A after the last episode of, you know, before the break for Discovery, having seen her on an episode, like having seen her on an interview and he's like, she is so not Michael Burnham, you know, or, or she is and what she's doing on, you know, the, you know, the talk show is not her you know what i mean but like in either case it's there's a distinct character happening you know what i mean and 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 tilly is the same way and and i think they've done a really good job of that in general on that show um and so i'm i wonder because i don't because so many of them are actors that we haven't seen in other stuff a lot 
Um, so I'd be, it's one of those things that you wonder about. You know, like, I would, I, I they're like. um, and we only have two minutes left, but I would say, actually, if you really look at their IMDBs, you've seen most of them and other stuff. Boom. Except for what? Tilly. Except oh, for Tilly. But you don't know, but you don't, you didn't know it. Or you didn't but like know. she, cause she was on walking, like Michael Burnham was on walking dead. Oh, but I, I've never watched that. And, so. and, uh, and you know, Captain Lorca was in Harry Potter. In a big, oh yeah, no, a him big, I know. Big fat fucking fucking way, and uh, and um, yeah, but he's usually a dick. And 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 so Saru, like, and Saru has been in everything. He's pretty much playing the same character he played in the Hellboy movies. Um, uh, but he was also uh, famously is that who he, that is? Yeah, and he's and and he's and he was also like the lead gentleman in the silent episode of Buffy with a big smile. <laughs> um, um, and. <coughs> and what's his name? My, Michael uh, Anthony Rapp. Sorry. Um, uh, oh who, yeah. It was in uh, Rent. Stamets. Yeah, Stamets yeah. was in Rent, and you know, so there's like quite quite a bit of people, you know, and, and of course, you know, Captain Georgiou was, you know. Oh well, yeah. yeah. I mean, so but no, I say the nay. <laughs> what I say? I say the nay. My right. point being, then they're cl- those are clearly not who they are, right? They're, yeah, they're, but that's TV they- of today. Today is it's. It's very think, different so now. It's very different. Yeah, I think I feel like it's you know, especially in a show like Discovery. Do you think they take more time? Is that yeah. what you think is the difference? And also just the way TV is made and the you know, the and they do take more time. They took two years. They took two years to make this this season that's going to be sixteen episodes as opposed to taking ten months to making twenty six episodes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, what and, was the production and, cycle for the original series though? Like that was really it was fast too. Yeah, it's fast too, right? So, I mean, like, so anyway, I don't know about that, but um, that's it, man. Next, I uh, had brought it, I had brought the whole thing up for a reason. Now I don't even know what it was. That's um, crazy. Next <laughs> week, uh, holidays on Star Trek. But for holidays now, my name is Justin. And my name's Alex. Trek off. <gasps> Trek off, bitches. Welcome to Trek off. My name's Justin. And uh, Alex. And hey. <laughs> <laughs> What I'm I'm saying is, and today, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time. Oh, I know, yeah. Like, if you don't know the genesis of it. Can you imagine? Like, people are like, what what does he say? What I I, I like like, the show. Why is he doing that? I like the show. I like the show, but I don't know what he's saying at that point in the show. It sounds like to blue, but I'm not sure. And Um, every week it's like almost worse. I know. I don't understand. It's like Dana Carvey's George Bush imitation back from the 80s where. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like it started out. It started out. Raid my laps. Not gonna not die. Gonna do it. But by the end, not he's gonna like, die. not yeah. gonna die. <laughs> what? what? And if you don't yeah. know where it came from, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it is still funny because yeah. he's still making fun of a president. But like, yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying it's... what I'm doing is still funny. No, clearly, clearly not. Oh no, I think ours needs content. <laughs> <laughs> Dana Carvey, we are not. We are not I Dana mean, Carvey. I think really that funny. is the first truism. The first truism of of the uh, Trek off holiday episode is we are not, we Dana, are Carvey. not Dana Carvey. Well, <laughs> wow. Well, that clears that up. Good. I know, right? In case Boy. anyone was, you know, confused. Or, well, I was. You know, I was. Dis- I'm disappointed to discover that I'm not Dana Carvey. I know, because Dana Carvey rocks, man. I <laughs> Wakes love every that. day. I uh, love Dana Carvey. There's a documentary on Hulu I have not yet watched um, about the rise and fall of the Dana Carvey show. 
Um, really? So yeah. Um, I, w- I think I would watch that. It has Louis C.K. in it, which is uh, now uh, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although it's it's hard to deny that Louis C.K. is a brilliant Sarah Silverman. I don't want to get into the women's issues thing again because it's all we do. Um, but Sarah <laughs> Silverman had a a wonderful response to she did. to that thing where she's like she's like look I love Louis he's my friend I think he's really funny and I really love him and I'm also angry at him and I don't know how to deal with it and it's it's really I don't know how to recon- reconcile these things like yeah if you don't watch um I love America with Sarah, like I did I hope you were watching but like seriously watch it it's good stuff people to I haven't watched any I haven't watched but, any episodes but I often watch uh, the clips that are available like like when they go watch the episodes it's really like what she's doing is really really great yeah you know what i I want to see it like it's it's showing how we're um how we can get through this shit you know talking about the stuff that's going on and 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 it's not you know just sort of typical mainstream media liberal whatever you know what i mean she's going out of her way because this is and this is something if you you know as you know mr uh, mr a is like uh very into like he wants to understand uh people's position right like he's sure. not about just going you're on a bunch of racist horrible people you know what i mean it's like that's just not yeah. that doesn't get anybody anywhere like let's talk about why uh you feel the way you feel what you th- you know how you feel now that he's in office things like that like let's Let's talk about our differences and see where we can, uh, how we can get together. I think there's even one episode where there's like this guy, uh, they're like at a sunglass place or, or a glasses place, I want to say. And they like, like yell at, he, yell at each other and he ca- she calls him like a fucker and like, what the fuck, man? And at the end of the day, though, they're like chummy in a way. It's so interesting. And it's like, I love that that she's yeah kind no of she's showing, trying to make it positive which is good yeah that um, she's trying to find a way that we can you know get, like let's get back together <laughs> America <laughs> so hey uh, <laughs> like, like speaking up, uh, let's get back together <laughs> speaking of 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 goodwill toward men um, we want to talk about this last when, week you know what? we do want to talk about that <laughs> I have to do this though what because do you remember we went down last episode we went to like this fucking crazy Jim Carrey like yeah. rabbit hole i know <laughs> and i couldn't and i couldn't remember why uh why we'd gotten there and then i was like so annoyed by it you know how i am so like for probably an hour after we were done i was like what the fuck like where the fuck was i going like how did that even come up and then like i had a brainwave all of a sudden i was like oh i remember okay. i have to bring it up now so the reason sure let's do that instead up. of what we have planned for the no, this is gonna be like the matt damon bit it's, 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 it's like, small it's just right, sure an, an explanation as to what the fucking point i was getting at. okay <laughs> it's a two-parter we suddenly before we went down the the jim carrey hole it was uh, that because he was talking about um in Man on the Moon, like he was, uh, there's like this part where uh, Annie Kaufman is talking. Obviously, not really Annie, Co- you know what I mean. Anyway, where he's talking about um, how he always feels like he has to uh, up himself, like he has to top himself. And he's like, it's getting to a point where, like, I don't know how. How am I going to? Like, I'm gonna have to like die and come back from the dead at this point to top what i've already done 
and it was like that was the that was the connective tissue to the Avengers movie because we were talking about kind of what the in the of world it, the the world of it the difference all that and and there's sort this of a been gravity on your mind about for it. a week and well you know have you met me hi um, like and that was the point I was making like I feel like they're in a very similar position like when you are always getting together like th- not only do they have their own franchises where they like deal with you maybe not world saving but like at least city saving shit right and then you get to them getting together and like saving the world um how do you keep topping that right like what how do you keep raising that bar like because at some point porn avengers that's how that's how that's, it's, it's what they have not know, added. You know, it's like it's like like listen, listen. It's it's it's, it's, just, it's, really it's all the same thing. It's all the same it's thing. An, you've it's already an had. Avengers orgy, is what it is. But duh. I mean, I mean, at this it's point, a natural progression. At, at you're this not point, wrong. like like I, there's enough money to give to RDJ and go. Hey, listen, we've got this thing in mind that we haven't done yet. Um, and you, <laughs> and, and you, you and Mark Ruffalo seem to be very chummy. So. <laughs> What we're thinking, you know who we called that armor, the Hulkbuster armor? We were thinking, <laughs> what if we, what if we, it's, it's going to be like, it's a hard R, um, if not going all the way to, to an NC-17. I think it's the way, I think it's the way to go. <laughs> to go. It's just, it's funny. It's because it's Avenge so American. this! Boo, boo, boo! <laughs> It's just, it's so American of us, particularly of, of like, fucking media movies and shit right now. It's like, how do you keep, we always have to make it bigger, better, more. It's like, at some point, like, that just runs out, man. Like, you know what I mean? There's only so much bigger, better, and more you can get. No, I want more of it. I want more of it. See Justice League and you'll (laughs) see what I mean. It's just, let's just blow stuff up for no reason. It's good. Oh, did you even like it? Did you see it? I haven't. I've heard horrible things about it. Um, uh, I think we talked and about I'm it. I'm not like, at all surprised. I think we talked about it last week. In that, um, if yeah, you if you wanted to see the Justice League on a big screen, they're there. There they are. <laughs> and that's are. and that's not nothing. That's you know. I always wanted to see this Justice League together. I was so when they're out there doing Justice League shit, I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, yeah. But is there, you know, is is does the story hang? No, not really. Um, you know, it's fine. You know what I would say? Uh, it's, it's worth three ninety nine to rent. Um, if you yeah. got, a, if you got a big enough screen at home that you can appreciate it, you um, can appreciate this or a matinee or a dollar theater, if you can find one like that's yeah, but I wouldn't race out. I wouldn't like spend the money. Wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't make it like a $60 evening, which is your no, typical, no, not, you know, not when we have Star Wars coming out. Uh, we'll talk about that at the end of this. But anyway, before we get too off track, uh, let's talk about some Star Trek. Um, uh, oh, uh, some, oh some I, guess, star- yeah, I guess we could do that. It's some Star Trek. So, uh, so uh, I'm going to get right on our topic, and then there's some Star Trek news I do want to talk about. Uh, oh, uh, before does wait, it wait, does it rhyme wait, does it rhyme wait, with Blarantino? Yes, it rhymes with Blarantino. We'll talk. About I know it does, but we'll hold on one more. <laughs> oh, can you, re- you were really? talking about you were saying how you didn't want to watch The Punisher over the break because it was like sad. That right? was last episode. When did we become sad. a serialized podcast? <laughs> Dude, are you? I don't know because we're gonna have that cool Star Trek voice going, going. Previously on Trek, Trek. (laughs) 
No, because it was as simple as saying, remember how you were saying that thing? Yes. It took all of two seconds. Yes. Anyway, um, it's the perfect opportunity for you to get caught up on, on, on Orville, and I really think you should. Um, that's It, it is really good. Well, I think you I, I will wa- enjoy it. I intend to in January. Um, right, okay. right now the old I, I'm watching Shield because it's back and I'm loving it. Which, by the way, now Shield's in space because yes, um, <laughs> because yes, everything and be and, and it's great. By the way, the the last two episodes of Shield were fantastic. Um, and uh, and I'm keeping up on Gotham. And then, with the exception of that, it's Christmas movies. It's that's all I'm doing. Yeah, is, you're is, all yeah. doing the holiday. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of which. All right, get into it. Um, <laughs> so the holidays are are, are upon us, and uh, it is now December uh, 2017, and uh, we uh, are in my house, all decorated up. Um, we have our Christmas tree, uh, which is up, uh, decorated with uh, lovely Star Wars ornaments, um, and my any and, truck ornaments. I do. I have a Captain Picard in the hallway. Um, and I have, uh, and this is awesome. I have a USS Defiant, uh, and the little lights blinky on it. You can plug it into the, um, into the oh, light I bulb. I like it when they are blinky. Yeah. It's but it's cool. a really good model too. It's like really like, like you, you could use it to shoot like a really cheap version of, of DS9. Yeah. Um, I, I have, I have Kirk and Spock. Oh, that's very good. That's very cool. Yeah. Anyway. I, mean, I don't really have a big tree to put them on, but I have them. <laughs> um, so Star Trek is uh, it has sort of been defined by its atheism um, until DS9. It was a decidedly, deliberately uh, atheist uh, show. It was a show where where humans have gone away with God images and things like that uh, uh, by 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 decree from uh, Gene Roddenberry. It's one of the reasons that people think that Roddenberry might not have approved of a lot of what DS9 did because DS9 backed backed up from that. I was like, well, except that, you know, you know, are these time traveling aliens or these gods because there are prophecies, they're doing everything gods would do. Um, But that's the thing. I mean, even if you think about it in terms of DS9, um, I don't feel like it's necessarily a break with Roddenberry because in the original series, they certainly came across other... uh, alien civilizations that did have beliefs in, and and on next gen as well like yeah I but you never like, you always got the sense that people were like well we respect your your right now we got he, the he, sen- parenthetic like we, we respect your in parentheses silly backward and parentheses beliefs is is always sort of the the I mean, sh- sure but my point is it's like i don't believe um we see any religion within the federation even in ds no no well that's my point with the exception of 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 cisco himself uh which his break with the i mean the federation becomes very very uncomfortable with with that and and you see being the the prophet not only just the prophet but the fact that that you know that that He's not really that, that. I like the conflict there. Anyway, um, he's not really disabused them of that notion, um, right? He's just played along with it. I don't know. He didn't seem to want to in the beginning. He felt uncomfortable with it. I I don't see it as a. I don't. I just yes, the people and the federation. Uh, you get the sense that uh, religion. Uh, isn't really a thing. Although, I mean, Klingons have a kind of religion. Well, that's uh, not only a kind of religion. Klingons have I mean, a... a, a the, yeah, they have Stovacor. Yeah, they have Stovacor. And, I mean, and, there's, there's definitely... Um, I, I, I guess they don't call it a religion, right? Because everybody believes in it. 
Yeah. Whereas it's like, it's the in terms of religion, and the same is true on Bajor. Like I feel, yeah, you know, they all believe in the in it. Like there's, it's not like there's some pocket uh, of Bajorans that think something else. Well, I mean, they believe. So, in the, yeah, they believe. They they just believe in other versions of it. They believe in you know the the we worship the paw rights because we think they're going to win. But there's no kind of like you know we we believe in this totally other thing that's completely separate from what you you know what you guys or that's saying. strangely similar. Yeah, but not right. Um, like there's it's, but so it's not that there's no but within the Federation, uh, human beings certainly seem to be uh, atheists. Despite say, that. Yeah. Um, there are quite a few uh, instances of the holidays uh, as we know it today uh, in Star Trek. And I think that, you know, you kind of have to keep the meta knowledge of it is being delivered to a 20th century audience. So it is. But I mean, I think you can really make an argument, particularly for Christmas, that 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 has um, in a lot of ways become its own thing that kind of doesn't really have anything to do with religion anymore sure yeah well i mean i i know it I, does obviously for christians yeah right? I, like, I was, I was about to say hold up um yeah i'm not saying not for anybody but for i'm me. saying it has become largely a by the way uh, i just totally admitted that i'm i just totally admitted that i'm a believer literally like two seconds after i was like like talking about the hulkbuster like fucking the hulk so something. I know it's so crazy. Like whatever. I very t- wrong with me. I understand I this. It's like what I tell my my sister, like that you know, uh, about your religious beliefs. Like it's she's just like, what? J- Justin, the same Justin that on the podcast. Yeah, that guy. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, him. Anyway, she's like I can't even. But yeah, it's. I believe it is. It is through you know typical. Uh, American capitalism. <laughs> it is. It has gone beyond uh, its humble religious beginnings. Yeah, that, that's fair. <laughs> well, let's jump back a little to a holiday that that is absolutely, if you really think of it, should not have a place in Star Trek, and that's Thanksgiving. Uh, this is from Memory Alpha. Thanksgiving was originally a holiday observed in the United States of America and Canada on Earth that enabled people to celebrate being thankful for what they have. Um, in uh, in the 22nd century, century, on the very first ship called Enterprise, uh, Trip Tucker uh, talked about having a Thanksgiving turkey on their dining room table. Um, uh, on uh, a, a hundred years later, Captain Kirk was irritated because on Thanksgiving, there was not any turkey on board the ship and the crew was going to have to eat meatloaf instead um and then kirk is of course later informed that while in the ovens the meatloaf mysteriously transformed into turkey of course that's uh in charlie x uh you get to ds9 and uh, benjamin Sisko invites the entire senior staff of deep space nine to thanksgiving dinner the captain had been growing vegetables for months to serve at the dinner a year later michael eddington told Sisko that he thought his former commanding officer had added too much tarragon to the stuffing um Okay. But Thanksgiving isn't a religious thing. Yeah, but it's a very American thing. It's a it's America American Canada much more even than in the United States than the kind of anywhere. And of course, this American show being produced in America for primarily right. American, American audiences, audiences with mostly people who have American accents walking around. Of course, they celebrate Thanksgiving. Of course. Yeah, but I could see the idea. Like, like it's a lovely idea. 
right? Like uh, having a day where we're, you know, thankful for everything. I'm down with Trip. I'm down with Trip because Trip is from. You know, Trip is from the South. He's growing up in the South. It's only the 22nd century at that point. There is no federation. Um, You know, we are still just kind of Earth and so doing our Earth stuff. Um, So I'm kind of down with Trip. And even Trip's talking, talking about when he was at home and they celebrated Thanksgiving at home. Like that one I'm not so weird about. Um Captain Kirk being irritated that there was no turkey on board the ship because the whole ship was going to have Thanksgiving. And of course, everyone was sort of expecting that. Um, That's I feel like that's a little bit more of a stretch to go, you know, at this point, like we're just talking about a nation state on Earth. And yes, it is where Kirk grew up. But of course, he grew up there because, you know, because he's the captain. Um, uh, could very well have come from not America. Well, I, I, I clearly everyone in France became British eventually. Um, eventually, <laughs> as, we, as we learn, as we learn, at least at least in Picard's case. Um, so, uh, so I don't know. It just sort of seems to me like the the inclusion of Thanksgiving. It's one of those things. Uh, it's it, it it sits with me as one of those things. I can't. It's hard for me to imagine that it would carry forward. Um, really? I, like, I'm not so sure I feel that way. Okay. Like it's it's endured for a while already. Um, for and us. Like I said, and, and like I said, particularly when you consider um, sort of the, ten, the tenants, if you will, or the, you know, like the Federation's bag, it's like, is about... Um, being grateful and and understanding and inclusive and all that kind of stuff that I feel like is sort of what Thanksgiving represent like has come to represent like I understand it I understand where it co- you know sort of came from in terms of uh, historically but uh, as an idea I think it, it much like Christmas has. Um, has expanded somewhat. Do they you know, still like feast? Do you get the sense that in the in the Federation that there are still feasts? Like I think there's just this, yes, this part of absolutely. me. There's when this they part. Have go the ahead. Dignitaries and stuff over. I guess they, that's like, true. There's always they totally yeah tons of food have, everywhere. Like, a spread yeah. Like, they're hosting a thing. Okay. And they'll try to have their you know their native foods to you know what I mean like to be a good host. Like I think that. The, yeah, that stuff is still kind of around, you know? I guess that's true. Yeah, I'll go with that. So so after Thanksgiving, uh, of course, there was Christmas. Christmas was an earth, religious, and cultural holiday that commemorated the birth of Jesus Christ and was celebrated on December 25th. While central to the face of Christianity, Christmas also had its root in ancient pagan earth beliefs and customs as well. Um, in the year 2000, uh, uh, and this is from the Voyager episode 1159 when they uh, they're looking at Shannon O'Donnell says she wasn't looking forward to New Year's Eve, but at least Christmas uh, was over. Now, that makes sense um, because that's, you know, that's a recording from the year 2000. Um, uh, there's uh, on DS9 uh, on the Arman Bashir episode. There's an old hologram. Uh, that talks about Christmas again. That's supposed to be set in the '60s, but then let's get to um, 
2265, a Christmas party is held for personnel in the science labs of the Federation Starship Enterprise. Captain James T. Kirk made an appearance and end up uh, spending a romantic evening with Helen Noel after they met, danced, and talked about the stars in the TOS episode Dagger of the Mind. Um, so let's get to uh, let's get to 23rd century Christmas. Um, is there a place for it on the ship, in your opinion? I think so. Yeah. You think like, that it's... It, like I said, like like Thanksgiving and Christmas both, like are these, um, these time and, and I guess, I don't, it's, I, maybe it's a bit more complicated than that because I do feel like, um, the things that people sort of generally do uh the way they behave around those holidays uh i feel like we all try to be better people right you know to like be thankful for what we have um and the people that we have in our lives and to uh express that through gift giving um and those ideals occur to me as as very federation like ideals but at the same time like i guess an argument could be made that like theoretically <laughs> we're all we're like that all the time right so we shouldn't necessarily because like what i feel like we have now like in our culture like today like we're assholes every day right and then <laughs> uh, yeah it's no i'm not oh. fuck you <laughs> Like not be an asshole, uh, and then no, won't be an asshole. Well, I just Christmas. don't be an asshole day. It's really, it's really what the, the name has changed to. It's very actually, yeah. It's really it should just be called don't be an asshole. Day. I mean, it'd be nice if, if don't be an asshole uh, was every day for all of us, but that's just not so. But I think, but I get the impression it kind of is so uh, in that in the society that they've built. So maybe there's that's it's just in commemoration of that. It's to remember uh, why. Okay, so so what you if know? I were to what if I were to suggest this? Um, the one thing that that Christmas seems to have that uh, that as far as I've seen, at least in the terms of the presence here in our country, that other religious based holidays don't have um, is a is a strong, well, kind of overwhelming secular component, right? Because mm -hmm. Passover and Ramadan and 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 you know those holidays you don't see you know the the completely separate uh having nothing to do with and i mean there there are people i know that we that there are kids being raised right now who celebrate christmas and all that stuff who are said and yes there's you know the christians the christians think it has to do with jesus but really it's santa day you know, I like right. like there there are people who are that's just their belief system about Christmas now, um, and you don't see that with other re, with other religious. Yeah, festivals. like because I feel like we don't see that. Like I I mean, and and maybe correct me if I'm wrong because it's not uh, immediately coming to mind. But like, do they have like Valentine's Day? That's a good question. But Valentine's Day doesn't even have a. Like even today doesn't have a. Uh, uh, but doesn't it? Isn't it supposed? It is based to be on Saint Valentine. Saint yeah, Valentine, but like but it's, it's not. To have a but but it's but what I'm saying is even today, like now, 
in the 21st century, it has no no religious connotation. There isn't, you know, a, a, a Valentine. But like they're kind, of, but in a lot of that's what I'm saying. A lot of ways, Christmas there there isn't anymore either. Like there are for Christians. Like I think. I would understand. I would, feel but even for Christians, like, like as a Christian who goes to church, I can tell you, there's not any talk of Saint Valentine or anything having to do. Sure, it's, but like, I agree. Okay, I see what you're saying, but I'm saying like there's like zero, if, there's zero component anymore. Like, like if, if I, Christmas, if Christmas, if we were seeing Christmas, um, portrayed in next gen and, and in these in these future, uh, in the Star Trek universe, and they had like the baby Jesus and like mangers and all that kind of stuff, like nativities set up and stuff uh-huh. that would be, uh, odd, right? Because yeah. there's sort of no religion, but I don't think we ever see anything like that. Like we have the, the secular trappings of Christmas and what it has sort of transcended to be beyond just uh, its religious roots. So you think when we become a completely secular, atheistic uh, future society, um, uh, the Christmas tradition becomes a worldwide tradition because, hey, it's pretty lights on strings. And why wouldn't you do that? That sounds like right. a good like idea. It's pretty lights. You you celebrate. You get together with the people that you there are songs and, and stuff about, like that. And yeah, yeah you exchange old gifts. traditions. And, and it's a way to. To feel a connection to the past. Yeah, I, yeah. Get, I get that maybe that would happen. I want to tell you, um, the most kind of weird and odd portrayal of, of Christmas and the most extended portrayal of Christmas, of course, in all of Star Trek, is in Star Trek Generations, uh, in which Captain Picard goes into the Nexus um, and given... Oh, that's right. Given his choice of a perfect moment in time with no other moment in time available to him the the choice he has is to have this very odd incredibly british directly <laughs> d- directly yeah, out of victorian england yeah this very like, yeah this very like like, like maybe in the 1900s <laughs> um right yeah. uh, christmas with with kids dressed up like they're like 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 my mom used to have this old, old, old timey uh, copy of um, the night before Christmas, and it's like it's kind of what I would imagine. It's 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 sort of like like they're all sort of decked out in Victorian. It's very strange. It's really <laughs> like there's no sense of like you know it's Christmas morning in any house in the 24th century. Um, like the like the the wife in it is all is all dressed up. And, like what he wants is to be in the 1900s in England. I know, right? Like he doesn't just want. <gasps> Wait a, a minute! Or Wait a minute! We just figured it out. It's not that everyone in France has turned British. Is that he's he's an Anglophile? He loves England. That's the, he's a big English fan. Like that's the thing. Like 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 right now. Like we live in Washington D.C. and and not that you or I follow football at all, but everybody loves the Steelers, right? Everyone likes the Steelers. You see the Steelers everywhere. The Steelers are Pittsburgh. Nobody here is anywhere near Pittsburgh, but we all just kind of love the Steelers. And a lot of people are like uh, I love New York. Uh, New York's my town. New York's my town. Maybe that's I I feel maybe a lot of pe- maybe it's just my limited exposure to sports liking people, but they seem to be. 
pretty into the Redskins because it's sure. our team. But 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 there are a lot of people are into like other places. Maybe like the he's just this giant Anglophile. Like when he was growing up, like he had he had like the he had the British flag up on the wall. You know, he was listening <laughs> he was listening to the Clash. You know, it's like like and like like his his parents would go and go, "Hello, Jean Luc, what are you doing?" He goes, "I I don't have to do anything you say, Mum. Why are you calling me Mum like that? I do not understand." Because this is the way I talk now, mum. That's that's exactly what happened. We just figured I it mean, out. And what's not? To, why, I mean, why wouldn't you? Like, I know, seriously. Not, just not to say anything against the French, but like he's become British people are, are cool, man. Like, he's they got be, that great accent. He's and, become he's he's an Anglophile. Yeah, like Stone a night, and that's the thing, a 1900s Anglophile because he does also sort of speak. You know, they say Star Trek speak is very um, formal. But no one's speech is more formal than Picard's. Like, you know, like he doesn't say do it. He doesn't say go ahead. He's like, make it so. Like he worked that out. He was like, he was like, how do I say do it? Let's say it's already been done. Make it that way. (laughs) Make it that way. You know what's interesting, actually? I mean, there's something to the idea of like when you learn uh, another language, it's more formalized like my because my English is a second is, language oh yeah like my father's is is you know he's Greek and uh it, it's always kind of struck me he has a very sort of uh proper oh way dude. of speaking English uh it's it's just the way that it and he came over when he was like I mean he's in his 70s now and he came but he came here like to go to college and stuff so it's but it, it's it's you can distinctly tell when you speak to him there's just there's less of the sort of americanisms you know what i mean in the way that we speak a lot of time like like no i mean not not like that exactly (laughs) but it's it's more formal and i and i i feel like as is i've been trying to learn greek and it's i think my grasp of of greek as i'm learning it is certainly more formal uh than i think hearing it uh with locals would be yeah. So, so that's it. We just there. figured out Picard. Picard Picard was a rebellious um like 13-year-old uh in France um in France. uh who uh who decided to become an anglophile, was big into the British 1960s pop scene, uh but then as he got <laughs> more studied, really was like he was Dickensian. Like he was uh, like everything has got to be ch- Charles Dickens, that whole thing. He that went whole, to Oxford, that whole, I'm that, sure. That, that, that whole, the other one? Cambridge or Oxford? Yeah, that, that, whole, that whole time in England. And that's what he thinks. that like If he could go anywhere or do anything, where he'd be would be Christmas morning in like 1860s England. Um, Maybe. And he, I mean, yeah, because he does. Let's think about it. He likes it. And he'd be rich. Right? Like, that's, he'd be rich. Let's be clear. Oh, well, yeah. He's also a totally, he, yeah. totally a rich totally, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, that like house, he's got like some scr- Grub surf or something. He's not, not he's happening. not most of England at that time. No, you know, he's no. not, he's, he is not Bob Cratchit. He's, fe- yeah, he's, he's Fezziwig. Like you know what I mean? Like, he's fucking yeah. Fezziwig, but he's, he's like, you know, a, a formal Fezziwig. He's, he's, but you know what that makes, like, he's, he's into, uh, into just Fezzy because he won't wear a wig. 
and architecture and, and like oh, of the past yeah. like he's into that stuff like they talk like that's a thing about like i find it so funny that you always give um such a hard time to archer for being in a water polo and i think it's just because water polo is kind of obscure whereas let me be clear i don't I give him a hard time it's, it's, i don't isn't give, yeah i don't give but, him a but, hard but time for just being in a water a polo lot. it's not it's, Do you know what i mean archer my problem with archer is not water polo my problem with archer is you know the 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 entirety of of him you know it's interesting um there's no uh no christmas in enterprise that i'm finding on memory alpha and that would be like hmm. that that's where you think it would most be they're mostly americans on that ship who who you know who it's very much closer to today it's easier for me to think that christmas you know it, in the way that we remember it is still around um on that ship than it would be you know on in picard's dream life i mean that's it's just bizarre to me that that's picard's what you're about dream life. Just, but you know what like even his being weird because i know if i if, if i isn't was, his like, wonderful papa and i was having a wonderful like moment in time like obviously i'd have mr a and all that but i but it would be in the 80s man it wouldn't be now yeah it wouldn't be some time but in the 80s is a time where you were. It would be like you saying you wanted to be in an... Or the I 50s. I thought the 50s were like... There's something I've always kind of liked. The idealized the version. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. If you see the new... The idealized version of the if 50s. You see, the 50s on like movies and TV, if not you the see real 50s. The, uh, <laughs> if you see the movie Kingsman, The Golden Circle, uh, there's talk... Oh, I really of, want to. It's talking about how the idealized time is the 70s version of the 50s. Right. Uh, right. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I want like the movie version of the fifties. Uh, yeah, you see, and here's the thing: if if I'm like if I'm going to heaven, and I get to heaven, and heaven is this place in like two hundred years ago with a big Christmas tree surrounded by people I don't know, like going going hello, Papa. Of course, he goes in the other room and and is like, by the way, what the fuck is Guinan doing on a merry-go-round? What? Why is there a merry-go-round in the other room? What kind of posh asshole does he want to be? <laughs> Dude, I would totally have a merry-go-round in my house if I could. I would have all kinds of I know, but that's the thing. My we house would that. basically be like Disney World, I think. So what we're hearing about Picard <laughs> is what? Picard hates his hates that he's from France. He hates that he's from the 24th <laughs> he century. Heritage. Under, uh, he hates heritage. Except for winemaking, because in that other episode... Like when everyone likes wine. Future, Who doesn't like wine? Who doesn't like good wine? Like tending to the vines and stuff. Um, I'm just uh, so not everything, friends. Um, um, and he hates he hates that he's from the 24th century and really anywhere with technology. Um, he wants he wants women to wear formal dresses all the time around him, but <laughs> but he must remain in his Starfleet uniform. <laughs> in this ideal version of the world, he's still in his Starfleet uniform, and he, I mean. Think about it. It's well, so much a part done, of his done. identity. In, in his heart of hearts, in his heart of hearts, this whole we're bettering ourselves and we're going to make sure that we're we're all kind of you know you know middle class middle class intellectuals that we're all kind of the same. No, he wants to be an aristocrat. He wants to. You know what he wants? He wants a fucking merry-go-round in the living room. That's what he wants. A big house, giant tree, a woman who does nothing but serve him while he goes to the other room and and rides the merry-go-round. And rides the merry-go-round. <laughs> and she brings him his tea while he's on the merry-go-round. 
And she better be quick and, and not let those skirts trip her up when she delivers that tea. Because he's not stopping the merry-go-round for it got on. Like because because like like Kirk, it's like Kirk goes to Kirk goes to a place where like it's a place he knows that is he's with somebody he loves. That totally yeah, makes it's sense. a place he knows if with he's someone the, he loves. If he's not going to be young Kirk on the Enterprise. He was happy. Yeah, if he's not going to be young Kirk on the Enterprise, he's going to be at the one place he regretted he couldn't fix. Like, that's the, like, at least there's a yep. reason. This is like, Picard Picard is going to be, I want to say in a Dickens novel, but this is not even in a Dickens novel because, like. I, I really feel like this was, in a lot of ways, like, just the only thing that makes any sense is that, like, the writers were influenced not by Picard as a character, but by Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I know. Because right? yeah, that's where Patrick Stewart there... belonged. You know, yeah, he exactly. Wants, he wants to be Charles Dickens. That's who he wants to be. <laughs> not a character, but actually Charles Dickens is what the Picard Charles wants. Dickens. Like, like, but like he does it. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why. What's what's that is some shit that's totally incongruent because he's clearly um it, it there's nothing to indicate prior to that moment that that is something he would be into right like you said like kirk we it's a time in his life a place in his life that uh that he was happy and then he made the choice that he made and everybody i mean even not everybody but a lot of people in their lives uh, have probably been conflicted by things, right? Where there's sort of two things pulling at you and you can only pick the one. You know, like for a lot of people, it's probably whether you pursue whatever your dream career was uh, or you can't because you really want children. And in, and you have and in his and case, it was yeah. either it was either be a starship captain or be Charles Dickens. Those are, those are that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense. Or that, like he's never fantasized. Like <gasps> I think it would have been cooler. What the fuck like is I said, I really felt like it was tainted by their perception of Patrick Stewart as a person yeah. rather than Picard, which is who he was playing. Yeah. Because it would have been much more interesting to me if what he if what he had in there was like him and Beverly. Like got married. There was never. Why the fuck was that woman not Beverly? That's a great. Like, how easy would that have never, been? How it much would have been very easy? How much would the never, fans have loved that? Oh we my would have gosh. loved it. Yeah, and there was never. And here's the thing: there was never any like because I remember he couldn't say anything because she was marrying his best friend. So if it was his part, like curse to me. Much like in the sense of Kirk, if it was actually this perfect moment that he had dreamt of, that he that he would have that would have sort of, I don't know, the only thing that could compete with the the ship and being captain would be if he had got the girl, and it's him and Beverly, and they have a kid, and his best friend's alive. And he's like over for a holiday. A holiday's fine, but that there, but that's what it is. Like it's basically if she had married him instead of his best friend, 
and or they the best had friend a just the I mean that would be a lot to show in one little scene but like but like you having that just having that woman first of all be Beverly and have there sure. being any touch of it being the 24th century and not having a merry-go-round clearly they were shooting in a cool house and there was a merry-go-round there so they're like hey let's just have her be on the merry-go-round but it really doesn't speak super well of Picard that the merry-go-round is there um it's weird. I, mean, I don't know how it speaks. I love it, but it just doesn't make any I sense. I just want some shit. He's like, he's like, he's like, hey, you know what I want? No, like I said, like, you just, it doesn't I make any. I want a merry-go-round. It's the one thing, being a captain, I don't get to have. That's not even true, man. You can go on the holodeck and have, like, fucking And look what happens later. By the time we get to Nemesis, he's like, I got a Jeep. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I got a Jeep now. Wee! <laughs> like, I think what it should have been... If, if they had been patterning it after Picard instead of Patrick Stewart, it should have been him and Beverly married with kids. And he's like an archaeologist who still travels through space, but he's doing that. And they do it together. Yeah. yeah. Or something like that a, made any sense. Anyway, anyway, that's cri- that's Christmas on, on Star Trek. Uh, the only Christmas that there is is uh, is 20th century or ni- 19th century Victorian Christmas is the only Christmas there is. And yet somehow that has uh, that's, you know, continued. Um, hey, uh, we have a little bit of Star Trek news and I want to give us time to talk about it um, because this week uh, it was announced. What's so funny is this is the first time you're not you're not telling me something that I didn't hear already. Oh, no. uh, I didn't find it my own. Mr. A told me, but but yeah, um, and still though. So they want to make another Star Trek movie, and J.J. Abrams is going to continue to produce them. And uh, Justin Lin did a great job on the last one, as you know, it's my favorite mm-hmm. of all of them. Um, and so they are getting a writers' room together to come up with what the next one will, might be. Will it be in the Kelvin verse? Will it be part four? Will we go back in time? Well, you might have to ask the uh, the director. Um, that they uh, are in talks with to do it. Uh, one, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, somebody, <laughs> somebody he's kind of, um, he's done some other stuff. So for those um, of you complete, for, for, for those of you uh, living under a rock on another planet, uh, the director of, of Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, The Hateful Kill Eight, Bill. Django Unchained, uh, um, Glorious Bastards, right? Of what? What? Was Inglorious Bastards? Inglorious Bastards, Reservoir Dogs. Um, yeah, uh, that guy. That guy. The the mm-hmm. the the guy. The 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 guy who uses the N word sometimes. Um, uh, the word fuck is everywhere. There's brutal violence, and most mm-hmm. of it is people sitting in rooms talking to one another. Um, with brutal violence in between. That's what he does, kind mm-hmm. of. It's like people sit and they sure. chat about inane bullshit, you know, like like cheeseburgers and stuff, and then they step out and do a thing, and there's this crazy violence. He's a master of dialogue. He's a master. Oh, he really is. He's a, and he's not just a master writer. He's a master director. He does long shots, beautiful vistas. If you haven't seen uh, The Hateful Eight, some of it is just, the, the outside shots are just spellbindingly I just Beautiful. came across that on on the Netflix. I have to watch it. It's really good. It's really really good. I'm sure it is. I'm I'm trying to think of a of a Quentin Tarantino movie that I've seen that I didn't like. 
And there's not one. They say Jackie Brown. Nothing comes to Jackie mind. Brown I is like his worst Jackie one. Brown a lot. They say, I like Jackie yeah. Well, Brown that's a the lot. thing. That's that, that's so he also did Death Proof, but that was a kind of on purpose as a grindhouse style. It was kind of an experiment that he was doing with Robert Rodriguez at the time. Um, I. What do you think of of Quentin Tarantino? So I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure how to. Um, I'm not, not sure how to feel it. about it. They're saying because, he's not. They're saying like he's I not said, writing. I love him. Yeah. Right. And like you said, I mean, he writes really great, uh, witty, interesting, uh, intricate dialogue. Pop culture filled dialogue most of the time. Although he's he's pretty good at uh, he's pretty good at at. At not doing a hateful eight does not have it clearly yeah, glorious pastors does not. here's the thing and and but here like when you look across sort of um his career as a whole i what gives me hope right because i don't what i don't want is pulp tr- fiction is yeah, yeah. Right? Trek i don't fiction. want that <laughs> Right, no one. There's no a, one. There's wants. this great. There's this great picture of uh, of Samuel L. Jackson as Worf, uh, yelling, "Stop it, Cleon, <laughs> motherfucker! Do you speak it?" <laughs> oh um, that's fucking funny. It's amazing. Um, It'd be amazing. But that, Worf. but that is. But that is. <laughs> but that is. Does he also? Is, is there one with him going? Give me one. One that says "bad motherfucking Klingon" on it. That's right. Um, but. He like with Kill Bill, for instance, is like a good example. That was built uh, and done on his love of like old like kung fu movies, and I really feel like he captured the essence of those. So if he's a sci-fi fan, right, and if he's a fan of Trek, and it's something that he wants to do, I I have faith in his ability to commit to us to that kind of a style. Do you know what I'm saying? I like do except what, but, but he with, is even like Jano and Shane is another good example. Like the, the way uh, he just, he makes it look like not just um, the dialogue and the, but like the, the way the film is shot, the, the coloration, the, it just, he sure has a way of really capturing something's essence. Like I don't feel I don't feel like he's pinned down in the same way that some other directors are to like a so, very yeah, so that's, this so, is this all is, I do. So well this is my this is my question though, um regarding him. And I'm a huge fan of his. Um uh if, if we're just to say, okay, he's not gonna write it, he's gonna lead the writer's room. Um I feel like the writer's room is not filled with uh so far um, and I and I'm going to put this into in into discovery. I'm going to put this into the Kelvin verse. I don't feel like there's a keeper of the flame for Star Trek uh, anywhere who's going. Hey, there's no Kathleen Kennedy like a Lucasfilm going. This is what Star Trek is, and we need to make sure that Star Trek is this. I sort of feel like there's a sense of hey, let's just throw shit at the wall and see what works. Um, as opposed to you know Kathleen Kennedy, when there were two directors making a Han Solo movie that wasn't going the way she thought it would, um, they're gone and they're bringing someone in to do it. Um, so my question becomes: uh, when I see Tarantino do anything, it always seems like a Tarantino film to me. And he, what Tarantino likes to do is to break the rules. He loves putting inappropriate music into movies um, that 
make the movies really, really interesting. And they're great choices because he's making Tarantino works of art. So when a rap song comes on in Django Unchained or when, you know, a, a, it's either Queen or David Bowie song comes on in the middle of Inglorious Bastards, you just go with it. You're like, yeah, that's what he's doing. That's his thing, man. That's what he does. Sure. Um, and those are directing choices, by the way, not uh, not writing choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dialogue always sort of seems very Tarantino. The question is, do we want to feel the hand of the director in our Star Trek? Or do we want like a really good director who... Um, who knows how to play within the world. I've listened to um, Kevin Smith's talked a lot about the episodes of flash that he directed and Supergirl that he directed. And he said, the first thing that he, when he comes in and does a director, he has to recognize on those shows is he's not going to come in and direct this episode of flash and go, okay, y'all I made some movies. Now I'm going to show you guys how to make the flash. Like, these guys know how to make right, the flash. Right, where he's going to bring his own. Yeah. Yeah, it's like what we're talking about in general, like in general with like Discovery, where it's part of my, you know, like it's part of it's very good. And then there's other things where it's like, why did you like you, you've changed this so, so like the Klingon, so beyond recognition. And for what? You know what I mean? Because you don't want to go with what's already there because you don't want because you want to forge your own path or whatever and it's like well you're like burning down the the trees to do it dude like yeah well and that's and that's my question so as much as i love um for instance uh uh the original series i don't want it to look like the original series i don't want him to go in and go okay this is going to be retro 60s everyone is going to be exactly in the universe in the original series colors the hallways are going to look that same it's going to look like it was shot on a 60s television budget because that's really what i want to go for i want to go back to the feeling of the original series well i think that like that, i mean i don't think that makes sense at this point in in terms of but that's the sort of choice he might make you know what i mean that's that's the 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 re- I mean, how much how much creative control are they giving him though that's a great like question the, like the producers i don't know that they would let him get away with something that is that deviates so sharply uh from the from the three previous yeah you know what unless I mean? unless it's not even in that universe i mean i don't know i mean and I- if it's not then i mean he, then i'd be all for him doing it retro style like do you know i i could get down with that Oh, if he uses the same cast that he has, but it's in the prime universe. (gasps) I could be. What? That's a really interesting thing. I I still want it to be modernized somewhat. You know, I want it to look really good. But what if he did Mm -hmm. that? What if he just jumped off and said, "Okay, the Kelvin verse is done. We've told that story and. And now we're back in the in the prime universe. This is not the Kelvin version of these characters. This is the prime version of these characters. But we do love the actors. I mean, I will say that that it is a a perfectly cast um, crew in in the JJ. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is well done. Um, and like, if you, I'm, I'm not sure how you explain it or how that works, or if it's just as simple as it's not the Kelvin timeline. Um, but honestly, I I believe in his ability, like to to either stick with the style as as it is, uh, or if they'll let him, uh, if he can do that, if he can go retro with it and just do a prime timeline story, 
Uh, I think he would do that well. What if he does a next gen? What if he, because he was a bigger fan of next gen than he was at the original series. Um, Mm. He cited uh, the best, he said pretty much like the best uh, sci-fi episode ever to be made of any like show was yesterday's enterprise. He goes, that episode is did things that hadn't been done before started a groundbreaking thing said here's here's this time loop you're used to but you change one thing and suddenly like everything is devastating how do you get back from it he's like he 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 cited yesterday's enterprise as being something that he really loves what if he's like okay i want to you know let's make a new next gen so then that would be a new casting yeah, like what if he said, like you guys keep doing your thing, and that look, what do we, what do I'd be okay with that too. Okay, what do studios know, I mean, want right now? Studios want shared universe films, right? That's what everybody mm-hmm. wants. Everybody wants to have the Avengers. Everybody wants to have their thing that's their shared universe. Poor Universal failed to do that with their with their new uh, with their Mummy movie with 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 Tom Cruise. Everybody wants a shared universe. Here's a movies that already exist within a shared universe. Why would you stick with Kirk? Why wouldn't you jump off and go, okay, I'm going to make this franchise over here and this one and this one. And they're all in the same universe because that's what works. And occasionally they get together. Like that's, that's the whole idea of doing these shared universe movies. It is. But I mean, in a case of that, you have the only way they can get together is, is via time travel. Fine. I mean, which is not to say they've never done that, but it's... They've literally gotten together with time travel before. <laughs> like, lots of times, right. actually. I don't know a lot about lots of times. It's, it's every, like- every single crew has found a way to touch the original series. Even the Enterprise crew ended up on a, uh, like, in the 22nd century in the mirror universe. Had to be in a Constitution-class ship. You know, DS9 used the, the 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 orb to get back. Next Gen found themselves with Kirk through a time-traveling nexus um, and through someone getting stuck in a transporter loop. Uh, um, fucking Voyager had a mind meld to get you back there. I mean, really, like, like, seriously, old Spock managed to find his way into the Kelvin timeline. Like, literally... Literally, the only one who hasn't done it yet is Discovery. And mark my words, it's only a matter of time. Ha, a matter of time! A matter of time! <laughs> All right. I think that's it. I think we, I, it's, that's it. I think that's true. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one place <laughs> that really sums hey. up quite nicely with a little bow. Yeah, here we go. Before, uh, uh, as a postscript, uh, um, real quick, how excited are you for uh, for The Force Awakens? So look, this is, oh, you guys should know this, actually, if you've gotten to the end of this episode, uh, by the way. By the time this episode airs, it will probably be about a day or two before The Force Awakens comes out. That night... Tune in. Uh, might be late. Might be two in the morning. Might be three in the morning. We not. We haven't worked out when we're going to be doing the recording. How long it's going to be. But you're going to hear our reactions that night. So uh, stay tuned. Be checking your podcast feeds. Um, we're going to give you our first impressions after uh, after Force Awakens. I'm sure that uh, I keep saying Force Awakens. Fucking Last Jedi. Sorry, <laughs> Last Jedi. Um, I'm sure that the Last Jedi. Everybody knows what you mean. Much right? much like Discovery, I'm sure that the Last Jedi is going to be kind of our next couple of podcasts um, because uh, we're going to have our initial reaction and then we're going to have the reactions after. So uh, Star Wars for the next couple uh, uh, trek offs, but listen to uh, listen to us on the night that you see Last Jedi because I know you guys are um, to find out uh, what our reactions. I am 
I am beyond excited. And guess what? Guess what? Hmm. There was a there there was a TV spot that showed uh, just one shot of the Millennium Falcon bursting through the ground, and that red stuff popped up out of the ground. And you were like, "Why would they be dragging that that red smoke behind them?" No, those things are dragging along the ground. That's like under the surface. That's like red, like like red Virginia clay. That's what you're seeing come up in those shots. Um, um, cause there, I saw another shot and then I looked at the other trailers and saw like when the ground is white, but like when a TIE fighter crashes on it, like all this red, like, sm- like dust, like goes up around it. So that's, that was one shot you had a problem with. Like, I don't know, know why they would do that. Well, now it's sort of like, it looks like that is actually part of, by the way, what a great idea, Ryan Johnson. You go, I want to make this really visually dynamic. Um, so we're going to make the ground two-toned that if you upset the top layer at all, it does this so we can get this burst of red in it to make it just visually cool. Like what? what well, a- and to make it like alien. You know yeah. what I mean? Like at the end of the day. But like also, but also, like as a director, your job is to come up with the shots, you know, and to go, hey, yeah. here's a way to make the shots really cool. Um, and have it have, you know, and have it make sense. Like in world. It's, I am. Random. I'm so I'm I, I'm through the roof excited. I'm maybe more excited about this than I was about about Force Awakens. Um, I can't decide because Force Awakens was the reintroduction to Star Wars, but I was never a Han Solo guy. Like Han Solo is fine. I liked him. It, I cried. I, I talked about on the show how I wept uncontrollably when he died. Um, mm-hmm. Like how like I was like you. I've never done that in a theater. <laughs> like I've never done that in the theater. And 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 for like 10 minutes. Like through the end of the show to the point where uh, my wife turns to me and she goes, do, do you need to step out? Do you need to take a moment? But I was a Luke guy. Like Luke was Luke was my avatar in the film. Luke, I, you know what? Me too. What's, <laughs> I was, me, me, me and Mr. Ray were talking about this and I was like, you know, I get it. And I, and I get that Harrison Ford, attractive, Han Solo being kind of the bad boyish you know i i get people uh but i had a crush on luke you know like dorky luke like because let's face it he's pretty fucking dorky when he starts out um but i like i had a huge crush on him to the point where like at some point in my life and this is you know i don't know if i've mentioned this but this is in the days uh you know back in our day uh when there was no internet I worked at Blockbuster and uh, I was so I had such a crush on him that I was like, what happened to him after that? Because it was like you didn't see him and stuff. Right. And so I went and I found and recorded like, you know, how you would do like you'd put it on like super long and you could put like three movies on one tape. I, I recorded every movie he had been in after that just because I wanted to see him more. <laughs> and it was like, and there was one in particular. There's some terrible, like, Children of the Corn is in there at some point, aren't they? <laughs> I don't believe he's in any of the Children of the Corn, but there's this one, I, th- I want to say it's called Black Magic Woman, uh, and he laughs in that film. There's one point in which he laughs in that film, and it is absolutely the Joker's laugh. Well, he was in the original Flash doing the trickster, and that's how he got the Joker gang. Oh. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't know if that. Did you see? Did you watch the I, original Flash? Mm-mm, I have it, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, the like the the one from the nineties. He played a villain named the Trickster on that show, and then on the new Flash, he also plays the Trickster. 
Well, yeah. Uh, but but he was. <laughs> but I didn't see any shows at the time. I only saw movies that he had done. Yeah. You couldn't like you couldn't get a hold of shows. Yeah, no, they then. didn't have that there. But but yeah, right? the, he was. So, if, but any movie he did after that, I I, I saw all of them because I because I had such a crush on him. So See, and I'm for me, you. I love Luke. And for me, the the like I wanted to be Luke, like like the like the 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 nerd who feels lonely, who gets mm-hmm. magic superpowers. Yeah, and then like becomes <laughs> awesome. Yes, please. Where do right? I where where do I get to do that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, where do I sign up for that? Like, I was never pretending to be Han Solo. <laughs> I was never pretending to be Han Solo. I was always Luke. Give me give me a broom handle, and I will beat you to death with it. And you can keep your water gun. You know, that's yeah. like, that's, that's, yeah, Luke was my guy. So to finally get Luke, and I understand I'm not going to be happy with some of the things they did with Luke. I'm certain about it. You know, it clearly Luke is, is, is the trailers tell me he's damaged and, 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 yeah. and, and a wreck and he's gone, he's a recluse and, and he did not get his happy ending and he kind of acted maybe even cowardly. Um, you know, he was not heroic when they needed him to be and the universe suffered from it. Um, but you know what? That's life, man. Like, like this guy went through a war. Yeah, like we this don't guy, always. This, do this guy the right went through thing, a war yeah. and found out his dad was the was the devil of the universe, and then took his dad's helmet off. His dad's like all like burnt up, and then he has to set his dad on fire. Like his like like this guy had a rough time of it. And yeah, sure, he's got a little smile at the end of Return of Jedi, but you know what? He's faking that smile. It's, he's it's, like he's in a social place. He's not like, hey, let's go jub jub with the rest of the with the rest of the fucking Ewoks. Like he's like he's like, yeah, I, I'm gonna do it and fine. But when he went home that night, he was like, dude, today sucked. Let's just say, yeah, today, you know what like, I mean. Like he like, definitely, I, I, I went through. I a hung lot. out with my dad, and then I hung out with my dad, and then we had a big fight, and then I got electrocuted, and then my dad, <laughs> then, then, then I cut off my dad's hand, and then my dad died, and then I set him on fire. Um, but yeah, let's go jub jub, guys. Yay, the galaxy's free. The galaxy, you know, like, the, I was never that, like, involved in the galaxy. I was in the Outer Rim. Like, the galaxy's free. The Outer Rim's still the fucking Outer Rim. Look what happened to Jakku. It's in the Outer Rim. Still no one gives a shit about... What if the spoiler is that Jakku is actually Tatooine that just changed their name? <gasps> <laughs> why would they do that? What would be the point of why would, why would J.J. Abrams come up with another desert planet and have it not be Tatooine? Anyway, I, I don't know, but like it's I did. We're going to have a, I, I would have, we're going to have a really lot of answers reason. and a lot more why questions. They changed the a, name if that's the case. I know that we're going to have a lot of answers and a lot more questions. I believe in you, Ryan Johnson. I hope you do well. Um, so we will be talking about it in the very next show. But for today, my name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. Trek off. Trek off, bitches. Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.